bloody bones. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast. On Sunday, the 25th of August, 2019, I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. Whoa! And Zachary Burgess. And now it's the Hotcast. <laughs> we narrowly avoided the one in July, but we're having one in August instead. It's the August bank holiday, hottest on records. It's so hot. So, it's, it's almost so super, hot. super hot. Super hot. Super Hot. We're not quite at the July temperatures yet. <laughs> what was that phrase from the indie world that we couldn't help but say in American there? Was it like, super hot? Or was it, was it just that? Or? Oh, super hot. Well, they're coming hot. out. <laughs> it's so super hot. Oh, it's hot right now. Oh my God, it's it is. super hot. It is. It's 31, so it's not quite that July day. What was it? 38. In Cambridge, apparently, yeah. In Cambridge, yeah. It was pretty close to that in London. It was I was expecting it to be like horrible, but it was actually just like being on holiday. Basically. Yeah, kind of. Like, I don't know people that are out in Greece at the moment, and they were like saying that the, the you know, it's, it's like 38, 40 ish out, yeah. out there. But yeah. it's like, this, you know, everyone says, but it's a different heat. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I kind of agree with you. Like, the, the, like, English heat seems to be the worst for some reason. It's just, mm. actually, no, Malaysian heat was pretty bad. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's so thick. Thick. Is it purely the humidity? Yeah, the, the, just pretty the much. water content. Pretty, pretty much, it's it is it is a wading exercise when it's that hot out there. I just don't like that idea. Like, Unfortunately, it's not something you can get rid of. You can't just undo the concept of humidity. You I don't not, like that idea. You Ignore can, it. You could <laughs> not go to Malaysia. You could go somewhere else. You aircon the crap out of it. Is what you do. Go to Greece instead. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, shouldn't Greece be like super humid as well? Because it's mostly water. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> very it's, close in the vicinity. Weirdly, weirdly it I don't think it's. Isn't. Yeah, it's, I don't. I don't quite know how to explain it. No, I don't know. I don't know it. if it's. I don't, and the thing is, is maybe it's not actually humidity. Maybe it's just a, some odd. I'm sure in Malaysia it is humidity. It's <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, like monsoon central. It's like 100 yeah. percent all the time out there. It's like there's, there right. isn't a day that isn't humid. It's just saturated. It's, yeah, in the air. The wet bulb temperature, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. When were you out there again? Well, a good few years ago. A while now. ago now. Um, I can't remember what time. I think I was not summer season, fortunately, but it was still ridiculous. Mm. Um, you get used to it though. Oddly, yeah, everyone does. Yeah, but I don't, but like when I'm, maybe it's because it's cold enough at night here, or something like that. I just I, there's something about it when it's a local. Heat wave. I just don't get used to it. Maybe, you don't have it for long. Well, it's never long enough. Well, no, it? but I only, only spent a couple of days out in Malaysia, and it's like, but I was walking, I suppose, in the in around you know the day when I had had to myself. I was just I did spend most of it just walking around. Yeah, exploring. Yeah, I must have been a sight to behold. <laughs> Were you not prepared? I mean, what do you even? Like, I mean, how do you prepare? Yeah, yeah, you just you just have to. I guess if you're English, you have to like. It's not like everyone wears a wetsuit out there, is there? Like <laughs> day wear or something to soak up all the sweat <laughs> you've got. <laughs> yeah. Is there any kind of garments like that? Like that's gonna. I don't. Know, I suppose like running technical shirts. Yeah, are supposed to be pretty good for the. I mean, I have yeah, worn my. True. I have worn my tech shirts on a couple of hot days. Yeah, my brother started wearing his uh, tech shirts, like because he found some from Uniqlo that don't have any like logos on them or anything okay and they look reasonably normal i mean they're obviously if you look at them yeah they've got the pattern of yeah, yeah 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 but yeah they definitely keep you cool yeah they're all right it's always the same well football shirts kind of made of that technical stuff now aren't they so it's mm. um 
well, they probably have done for a while. So they've got that pattern on it. You could pass it off as just like doesn't look, doesn't look quite so bad. Like it's just a football shirt without any of the logos on it. It's probably all right. Yeah, yeah, probably. Still looks a bit weird around the house, but yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. not what you're worried about, is it? Well, no, I suppose I don't. I don't. I suppose I've got a couple that don't aren't super emblazoned with logos. Like a couple of caramels, but they're long sleeves, which doesn't help. <laughs> Can you wear your running club? I could just wear my colours. Yeah. Colours. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is with my Felix Doe shirt and I, like shirt is, is it's never been quite big enough for me. Like it barely covers my bulge. Oh like, right. My, my my bulging stomach, I should say. <laughs> yeah, Be more specific bulge. on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quite proud of my bulge. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so 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 it'd be riding up the whole time. It'd be like barely on display, lads. Check out my midriff. Midriff <laughs> type. Maximum midriff for summer. Uh, yeah, no, I have I have worn my some of some of my shirts about just for, especially when I'm doing like housework. Actually, the, the couple times that I do it when Man, gnome, gnome's not here, that really is like <laughs> gets you temperature going. Yeah, like, it was hard doing housework. I was doing a bit this morning because gnome, gnome's away all weekend, so I did a bit because that's what happens. <laughs> it's like because <laughs> gnome's so good at it, and so so. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, I wouldn't say complaining, but critical of my housework of, skills that you do. Yeah. She shouldn't be complaining if you if you're not going to do it. If you, if you if you just get it, that's not how that works. Uh, yeah, it's like when I when I'm looking at when because I, I have I have two cups and two spoons that I drink tea tea with. Seriously, that you re- you cycle between two cups. Yeah, that I cycle between all forever. But yeah, forever. Because it's the two huge ass giant fucking oh, mugs the I have, direct ones. and the spoons that are long enough to not disappear into them. <laughs> okay, you need special equipment. Yeah, so I have very specific cups and spoons, and I can literally tell who last did the washing up by how well the spoon handle has been cleaned. Oh, wow. Because someone forgets to wash up the spoon handle all yeah, the time. Yeah, that that happens at work quite a bit. Like people think they're being. We have a problem at work where they're like, there's not enough teaspoons. Like they get used a bit. Like we just yeah. run out of them like halfway through the day. Yeah. So some people have taken to actually like you know like myself. Like we rinse them out, and like after we use them and put them on the side, so it's like so we're not going to run out of those. They don't have to go through the dishwasher. It's because not even we just we've got we've got a stash on the side, and uh, yeah, a lot a lot of people there. I don't I haven't quite identified who they are, but like a lot of people who do that technique and don't just put them straight in the dishwasher, and they'll leave that little bit of a coffee line like at the top of the top of the head of the spoon, which is like yeah, you haven't rinsed that properly. Mm. You know, it's particularly bad on my spoons where it's like, I do only have those two, so it gets used for quite a long time before I'm yeah, like, this yeah. is probably time to change this mug for the <laughs> other one that's now clean. How long is quite a long time in Zach Land? Uh, like like several days yeah. at least. <laughs> what, you use the same spoon for several days? Or? Same spoon and cup. It's a combo. <laughs> they go together. Then you oh, right. put that once and the other one is successfully well, so, washed. Is it, so like a, is it like a wok with you? Like, as in the like the flavor of the cup gets better over a few days? No, it gets worse. That's, uh, why, that's okay. how you can tell. You're like, <laughs> so you don't, tea is tasting significantly different. Do you wash it out then after every cup of tea? Or nah. you just reuse it for yeah. three days? Just pour it straight on top. That's also why there. I use a strainer from the kettle into the cup to filter out all the crap that's in the kettle. Because if you pour straight the kettle straight into it, you just get a big pile of calcium at the bottom of your mug that gradually accumulates over the number <laughs> of cups that you have. I can't admit, I did used to do that when I was working from home. I used to use the same mug for a good number of days and just, just reuse it. I thought I always wash after every single one. I don't know why. Well, I'd, it, give it, I'd give it a rinse, but like, right, not, rinse, not a proper yeah. wash. Like, yeah. 
it's funny because just... I was talking to my dad about making tea in the teapot because we have a very fancy small teapot now. Oh, cool. That only does like two cups maximum, and it's oh, like nice. And it's got like a lift out internal filter cup, basically that contains the tea leaves. And I was, he was like, "Why don't you just use that?" And I'm like. I bet if I open this up now, there will just be a bunch of old tea in there from the last time you made it. Because obviously, it's like either you, uh, you're going to have to wash it out after you're done, or you're going to have to wash it out before you're done. Because inevitably, the other person who last used it won't have done that. <laughs> One of those two things. There's just old tea in it continuously. And I'm just like, why don't I just put the tea bag in my mug and pour the thing into my mug and make no extra washing up in the process? And also, I'm still using the tea bags rather than the loose tea, so it kind of negates the whole point of that teapot to some extent. Mm. And if I'm only making a tea for myself, you're actually literally wasting tea because you can't, you're like, you're going to leave some in that pot because you're never going to be able to get the exact amount of water in there. Unlike when you're just filling up a mug where you just fill it up as much as the mug is. And then my mum made the other, made this, she was talking about, oh, have you, did you hear about, I don't know what this was. In, I mean, I guess when we got this new teapot, but she was talking about like some ancient Chinese type of teapot, which is made of this special clay that absorbed the tea, and to the point where eventually you could make a cup of tea without using any tea at all because the tea just was infused oh, into the pot. It was in the pot, and I was surely like, for a while, <laughs> and then it goes. Yeah, that's exactly that's yeah. what I said. So basically, you're making really shit tea for a long time to get one free tea at some point. For <laughs> <laughs> so that one tea, oh man. <laughs> What you're absorbing tea. some proportion of every tea you're making in order to get one free tea in the future. How does it's that like even get not, absorbed? It's like, a, it's like, like a, ceramic. Yeah, it's just I mean, like unfired clay, I guess. You oh, I see. It. Yeah, like a tea loyalty scheme in your pot. But like you're making literally worse tea every time. <laughs> Presumably only a little bit. Though, yeah, right? but like, and she would you like, notice a ten percent drop in tea? But she was like, "Yeah, you get this free tea," and I'm like. You're not. Mm. not tea is not spontaneously created from nothing. It's a significant tea investment there. Over the right, well, hang on. Maybe there's like like because only a certain amount of tea could infuse in the water, right? So like like ah. you, you, like maybe they, um, you saturate the water with the tea, and then a bit the rest, more some can, of it can go goes into the in. thing. So maybe it is for free. Maybe you're getting more bang for your buck because you'd be throwing away otherwise. Yeah, and well, yeah, actually... then, then you might as well just start reusing tea bags for more than one cup of tea at that point. If you're going to worry about that, I mean, presumably it's even better in your case with your super long bruise like it like even more <laughs> it's like give it all the time to get that percentage right up yeah but it doesn't really go any higher at a certain point that's the trick with no it's, long it's, bruise. it's, it's it like it reaches a limit isn't it like two or three minutes like supposedly with tea where it becomes like super diminishing returns yeah like even with the with, with the milk already in like I yeah even with even with your super slow technique uh, the milk slows it down yes and it's like you, there's no such thing as free tea those such things are free lunch. That's uh, the Burgess principle. <laughs> well, that's my principle. Yeah. So yeah, I won't be making tea in a teapot unless I have to use tea leaves, in which case that's the, that's the appropriate time to use that thing. Because it has the nice internal filters. Do you reckon chefs and that should wear technical teas? 
I'm just thinking, like, would that would it be better better for them, like, to be in work? Well, they 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 like, well, no, they they sweat to they file. Do, yeah, I suppose not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, wick to get out. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose not. Be extra salty food. <laughs> They're basically wearing lab coats. That's what, yeah, why, yeah. what they have. They are, yeah. That's yeah. true. They have a thing to prevent all the shit that comes off everything going all over them. Well, they need something... Wait, right, what they really need, like, is you need a suit that wicks the sweat away from you, so a technical underlayer, but then just dumps it out the bottom. <laughs> onto the floor. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't, like, fly right. into the food or whatever. You're just siphoning it downwards. Right, yeah. No, you need it to be full, fully enclosed. It siphons it into like a pouch <laughs> that you then empty at regular intervals. Ugh. It's like a still suit from, yeah, from June. Yeah, basically. That was the dumbest idea, that. Where, like, it collects all your moisture, right? So that you can survive in the desert on minimal water. But, like, that oh, was the idea in the sci-fi. Right. But if you actually did that, you'd probably, like, cook in your own suit. <laughs> right? Well... Not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, the, the heat is still going into the water, so as long as like the packet is insulated, and then you somehow get rid of that heat yeah. at some point. <laughs> but they make it so that the packets are like covering all of you, which yeah. is really weird. I suppose. Yeah, there must be some kind of way. They're making a new uh, June film. <laughs> They're making a new insert yeah. film here. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Denis Villeneuve. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I, I can be on board with that. Yeah. Villeneuve's pretty awesome. Yeah. Probably got a good cast. So what about the Matrix Four? Yeah. Oh no. I mean, I mean, I know we're in the middle of the Keanu Reeves songs. Yes. But Keanu is on the But where the songs? fuck are they going to go with that story? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I know. I, I mean, of, like, is Keanu in it? Is the other question? Well, yeah, yeah he is, and Carrie Moss. Oh God, but he's dead. I know they. Well, yeah, but they're not. Well, the obvious way to do can, it. Is he to can just... be a program. That's fine. Because oh, like, right. he can be yeah. like in the machine. He can literally be a machine be, now. Yeah. Oh, what you reckon? Like as he died, like he, he managed, just become code. He, he, he moved his consciousness. Because yeah. he chose like the the whatever Helios end or Daedalus ending of yeah, Deus Ex, pretty much. where he merged with the. Mm. <laughs> what oh. was, what was the she's dead. called at the she's end? She's very dead. What? What, well, what happened to? Wait, she how gets she stabbed dead? in the chest yeah. with a multitude of metal when the hovercraft crashes. Oh, yeah. yeah, she got very, very deaded. <laughs> she's not just Matrix dead, she's really dead. Is this like a super prequel? I mean, that would be the, the only thing that makes it's sense. like Anderson's life, more of Anderson's discovery or something of what's going on. Well, the, if it was not the Wachowskis and it was someone else doing it, then they could just do like one of those ones where they just ignore sequels and they just make it a sequel to because that's what they're doing with terminator right mm. they're just yeah, but that making has time it... travel built in so that's kind oh, of no, that's helpful I mean, isn't, time travel isn't, isn't the next terminator they're making actually back to canon supposedly and like none of this time travel nonsense this is like this is what happened yeah but they're, the they're whole just, thing they're... is time travel i know i know but like but like, they're making a like, they're, they're sort of explicitly saying anything that happened after t2 or something yeah is, is gone is gone yeah, yeah. um but they did that with Superman, didn't they? They're like, anything after Superman 2 is gone. Yeah, but that also is a film that involves time travel. <laughs> yeah, but didn't they? And, and also, yeah. didn't they do it again, like, with the recent Superman yeah. films? And yeah. just like, yeah, none of that matters. I mean, comic books do that all the time. So yeah. in their case, that sort of 
makes meta sense, I guess. Uh, where you're just going to like, we're just going to rebuild the uni- rebuild the universe in this film, just like a comic book would. Well, they might have to do that for the first time in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, everyone's pissed about that as well. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really make any sense making a sequel to the original Matrix because at the end he's he's like literally Jesus. Except he's only Jesus in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah even yeah. like a reasonable opening. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like yeah. the, end of the third film where it's like this is how you're going to go anywhere from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to admit I haven't seen Revolutions more than once. I don't think. Oh probably. really? Okay. Or maybe I've seen it twice. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. It, it, I didn't like it at all. So no. Re- Reloaded. I've seen a few times for the action scenes. Yeah. I I don't mind. I'm I'm one of the I don't mind it or any of them. But I think the the last one's probably the one I've seen the least. Mm. But yeah, the, the scenes in the second one are what you watch it for, right? Exactly. They're like they're, yeah. they are they are properly good. The motorway sequence in in is, that's good. Is, is so good. Even like the low key ones, like the fight on the tables with the key guy or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think is quite cool. But like the ridiculous twins or whatever, the painter decorator twins, <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> they're really stupid. That is weird. And yeah. the and the French guy or whatever, the the Merovingian. Mer- uh, Mer- well, it's, it's the bit where they just learn to use weapons suddenly. That was the bit that was weird. What do you mean they learn to use weapons? Well, they all, all the other films up to that point, you're either punching or maybe shooting a gun, which is to, totally useless. But then suddenly it's like, but what about melee weapons? And then they're just fighting in this hall of melee weapons. Right. <laughs> just like grabbing all these random swords and maces and shit. Well, you got to. Well, that makes perfect sense in that. In yeah, but that, it's like, that. how did no one think of that up to that point? Yeah, Maybe. I wonder if they hadn't got the, uh, hadn't finished the, like, training program, like, download, you know. They... <laughs> yeah, like, I know Kung Fu, but not, what the fuck do I do with a sword? Well, hey, but up to that point, right, in the first film, they're not really fighting the agents all that much, right? Because they're still feared. Sure. And so, like, using guns is still practical because they're fighting normal guys. Hmm. And then beyond that, they're not really fighting normal guys so much anymore. They're fighting all these weird programs. So, where, where we know guns are no longer a valid strategy. Yeah. So it sort of makes sense. There's, that a, there's, there's a, shift. a certain logic to it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, and they're remaking Lady and the Tramp in live wait, action. Well, they're doing they? every oh, single right. yeah, film. Okay. Good they'll, time. They'll do every- I was like, I saw that and I was just like, yep, that's the trend continues. What will be the stupidest one? Um, I mean, that is Robin Hood. <laughs> no, Robin Hood would be awesome. American Tale. Uh, is that re- even a Disney one? I don't know. It's Don Bluth, right? Is that, was he? Is he Disney? I don't know. <laughs> I, I always get that one mess, messed up. I don't know if that's a Disney film or not. Um, the Rescuers with like live action mice. Or? The Rescuers would probably be bad. That would be bad. Yeah. Um, which ones have? Is that even a musical? No. Uh, I don't I'm remember not any sure songs. Sure, it from is. That. Yeah. yeah. I mean, neither. I mean, Noma and I sort of enjoyed The Lion King. We thought it was all right, but she had the same complaint that. Um, a lot of people did with it, and that it's uh, while it's fairly faithful to the original, it's like there's something about the the the, the hunt for realism lo- makes it lose a lot of emotion, yeah, and, I mean, lose, and lose a lot of the charm. Yeah, of course. It's like it looks amazing. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it but it uh, I think it has less going on in terms of its yeah, of course visuals than the Jungle Book did. Oh right, yeah. The, 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 I mean, the, the, you mean the Jungle Book, the, the, the other John Favreau, yeah, um, CGI Jungle Book, yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I, I, I'm a quite a fan of John Favreau stuff. Generally, I can't. I, he's he's pretty great. I like him a lot. But you know, mm. these these this take was too real. Too it was too real, man. 
it's the, it's the Lion King. It's not meant to be real. <laughs> yeah. So Spider-Man's, yeah. Spider-Man's. I, so I'm, a, yeah, I think I was just trying to work it out earlier and like Tom Holland is signed, I think, to do more Spider-Man films for mm. Sony. So presumably he still was with Sony for X number of films. Uh, but they're out of the MCU, I guess. Again. Like, well, after being in for like two years. I mean, live action Toy Story. I've got it. Because <laughs> they would I guess that is Disney technically. <laughs> they'll just yes. have Tom Hanks like wandering just around in a cowboy outfit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but no, but the live action version of that is to use actual toys and like do a weird stop motion. Except, oh, that would be cool if it was like, um, who is it? The uh, the studio that does like Coraline and Kubo and stuff like that. Yeah, but then, then you're looking at something that would be like fucking small soldiers or something. <laughs> <laughs> Except I guess technology has improved somewhat since all soldiers. Oh god! <laughs> Do you see Toy Story Four? I haven't. No. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, that's generally the impression I've heard. It's, like, it's all right, yeah. but it, like I don't it's know. In, in the same breath, you can say stop after three. Yep. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Just like because three was excellent. Well, what they did uh, was like make it not like it's like a different thing. It's not trying yeah. to be like those first three. It's definitely. Feels like quite a standalone Woody story, to, rather than oh, okay. a full ensemble thing, hmm. kind of to me. Forky. Uh, no, I'm I'm really interested. Let me come come back to me on the on the Disney thing. There must there must be some really <laughs> bad ones. They already did both the hundred and one Dalmatians films. I'm actually, oh yeah, I tell you the one that I would actually want to see because I guess it's my favorite one of those films. What that sort of did that sort of Disney? Yeah, the Disney Age would be Sword in the Stone. Yeah, Sword in the Stone. Oh yeah, that would. (laughs) They won't do that though. No, they did that. What? Oh, not Sword in the Stone. Sorry, they did the Sorcerer thing. Which was a really weird take on it, didn't they? Isn't the, the Sorcerer's Apprentice? Sorcerer's Apprentice was fantastic, though, wasn't it? That was the. Oh, was that the Disney? Yeah. Uh, oh, or what did they? Oh, I can't remember. There was that weird film where like Nicolas Cage was like the sorcerer, and um, um, the guy that plays the voice from How I uh, from How to Train Your Dragon, um, you know, the guy that plays the lead in that, or whatever his name is, um. Uh, yeah, and he was he was the uh, the apprentice or something. It was it was it was a surprisingly okay film. <laughs> they should they'll eventually have to do a like ridiculous CGI Fantasia where you get like a Disney branded acid tab handed to you as you go into the <laughs> cinema. <laughs> Again, I think I I want to say they. I mean, they have remade Fantasia yeah. quite recently. <laughs> Remade or like remastered? So, yeah, I think it was a remaster. I don't think you actually can because it's like the Walt Disney quote unquote masterpiece thing where mm. they would never touch that. No, I think they did. I feel like I remember people being very annoyed. Didn't they make like a second one, like Fantasia Two Thousand or something? Yeah, that was that as well. Uh, maybe that, which was explicitly sure. much worse. And there was that Fantasia game, Music Evolved. Yeah, Music Evolved. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten there was an Epic Mickey too. Oh, I, yeah, th- yeah. I thought Epic Mickey was a failure. <laughs> well, Epic they Mickey 2 certainly was. They, they kind of both were. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Epic, the first Epic Mickey is actually quite a, is an okay game. Yeah, well, it but was... but just didn't sell. Right. So they made a second one, like after like leading from that 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 sort of the critique not being too bad. Except they made a worse game, right? <laughs> and so it didn't sell. <laughs> so, it's just a bit of a bummer actually, because it's kind of a cool cool idea. The first game was Warren Spector for some reason. Yeah. 
which was weird. It's, it was a cool idea. I can get behind it. It's like Sonic and Classic Sonic. <laughs> Is it like <laughs> with Mickey's? Just stayed in Dan's face. I <laughs> just got light right in my eye now. I told you, you just shut the curtains. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Films. Films are dumb. Yeah, that was the film section. That was the film section. Got through that. See the, 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 have you seen the Tarantino film? No. I'm actually, we've not been seeing a lot of late. We've been, been we've, been quite, we've been quite busy. But. Yeah, fair enough. I've seen a couple of good films in the cinema recently. Yeah. The Tarantino was good. And then before that, I saw Midsummer, the horror film. Oh, right. Uh, with Florence Pugh. Uh, I'm, like, not, I'm not big on my horror films in general. Too. Yeah, I'm not either. Uh, like, I am. Um, uh, when David invited me to the cinema to see Midsummer, I was like, I don't know what that is, but okay. Hmm. And then I was like, oh, it's like a crazy horror film. And it was quite late on a Sunday. I was like, oh, is this going to be good? Hmm. Uh, but it was actually really good. Okay. Uh, I recommend it. Hmm. Um, it's kind of a, like a Wicker Man y type thing. Uh, you know, they go to a um, a, a, a village that's a bit old. They go to a place yeah. and get all colded up. Yeah, yeah it's a cold <laughs> village. But the the twist is that, like, not really twist, but like, it's in Scandinavia, in in in, in quite far north, in the in the middle of summer where it's never dark. Yeah, okay, I do so, remember the trailer for this now. Yeah, yeah which is kind of cool for a horror film that it's never that it's always bright yeah. sunlight. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a different twist on it. Yeah. And it kind of goes where you expect it to go, but it's really well shot though, okay. and uh, acted. Uh, and I think Florence Pugh's quite good. I think she's been cast as like the new Black Widow. Uh, oh, interesting. Uh, so that could be interesting. But wait, how, but that in itself is a kind of a how. Yeah, well... How, how can they have a new Black Widow? Well, they can't. Reincarnation. Right? <laughs> well, they're doing a like a... Spoiler Black alert. Widow film, right? Which is well, a prequel. Well, it's a prequel, yeah. So presumably she'll be in Oh, uh, unless she's just like younger Black Widow or something. No, yeah. no, Or was someone else at the... At the thingy. Yeah, or, or something like that. Uh, we shall see. But it's oh. pretty common to have new, char- new characters take over the oh, sure. in, in Marvel. Although they haven't done that in the MCU yet, have they? No. No. Uh, <laughs> it's like they momentarily thought about it with Iron Man and Watersheet, but then they're like, nah, let's that, nah, I guess let's they're, they're do doing, yeah. they've done it with Captain America, spoiler alert, sort of. What do you mean? Well, they had... No. Uh, no. Isn't there a new Captain America? No. I don't, I don't think that was really... That, I don't think there was that, a sort of torch handover in quite the same way. I thought that's what it was supposed to be, but anyway. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not convinced by that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that was good. And then, the- well, I suppose there was, there was the well again minor spoiler alert here. If you haven't seen that Spider Man, like Spider Man's kind of Iron Man now. <laughs> well, that's the was always the idea, but yeah. I mean they kind of put the kibosh on that now, haven't they? Sony there or Disney or that whoever, whoever's fault it is. They have to. They've got to work something out. I, I think it's because a stupid. Like both sides are being done. Like everyone's been blaming. Oops, I don't know who's been blaming. Like the like the internet's, but I think it's been mostly pointing the finger at Sony. And it's like, it's, now come on, guys! It's, it's like it's, Disney, it's like it? these things are negotiations. It's like this this it's probably both sides exactly not 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 working together. Either way, like it's one of those deals where it's like even if you got a bad deal, it's going to be a lot it's of money. Hella money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I guess Which would make you think surely Sony would be the one that would be more enthusiastic about that deal. Because yeah, they are the smaller end of that well, sh- short <laughs> money of, balance. I was about to say, short of the original Spider-Man film and Spider-Verse, 
Well, apparently Venom know. did okay, even though it wasn't that good. Apparently it did fine. What, the amazing Spider-Man? No, Venom, sorry. Oh, Ven- yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, Venom did yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think they've got a bit more confidence than before. Sony pictures. Yeah, maybe. As I say, those amazing films were not good. No. Um, or maybe maybe I, maybe it's the exact opposite. Maybe Sony were like, now that we've now that we snuck Spider-Man back into the Marvel universe for a minute and got everyone enthused about Spider-Man, now we can take him back to our yeah. side again, just do it by ourselves and make all the money. <laughs> yeah. That's... Oh man, that makes way too much sense. Well, that's the idea. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah, but they must have made a truckload off the Spider-Man game. Probably not as much as films do. Probably but... not. No, Spider- but... Spider-Man game was so good though. Like it was really good. I think it sold really well. Yeah. But those MCU movies make. A ton. Yeah. Because you kind of have to watch them all. <laughs> the Pokemon of films. Although I did like the bit in Endgame where Thor has to explain the entire plot, basically, of Dark... Or whatever it's called. <laughs> Dark before World. the Dark World, because nobody saw it. Or yeah. nobody remembers anything about it, because it was bad. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of tweets, actually, like of people... like Because it's like, what, 10 years of the MCU? Yeah. Uh, or probably more than that now. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, they're sort of people have been rewatching the entire series, and like uh, quite a lot of them come back saying, "Yeah, that second four film still still the worst, still sucks, still yeah. the worst." I don't think I it's didn't, the worst. I didn't, I didn't mind it. That Incredible bad, Hulk but... wasn't that good. Oh, either. of course, well, that's, that's that... technically MCU. That is because that is like mm, the second film, yeah. isn't it? Because like, Iron Man came first. Yeah. None of those characters. I watched that pretty recently, actually. Because I'd, I'd never, right. I'd never seen it before. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's like it's totally, totally average. Yeah. Which is not what the MCU is known for. No. Like the fight at the end or whatever with. Yeah, that probably is rubbish. the worst one. Yeah. That probably is the worst. And Liv Tyler going. Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> Has Liv Tyler ever been good? She was fine as as Arwen. I don't think she's bad. Oh, as of course Arwen. she was Arwen. Yeah. Right? She's fine as Arwen. Yeah, that's okay. Although Arwen isn't in it that much. Uh, oh, they beefed up her presence. Of course, in the book, she's barely in it at all. Mm. Right? There's almost no women in Lord of the Rings. Um, I mean, she does kind of does the Bruce thing in Armageddon as well. <laughs> thinking that's about true. <laughs> Dad, Daddy Bruce. That's a different Bruce, isn't it? <laughs> that's Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce. And now she's done Bruce Banner. She just needs to do Bruce <laughs> Wayne and she'll have all the Bruce. <laughs> she has all the Bruce's. <laughs> Fully Bruce. Bruce up, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. Our Pats is Batman coming. Is what? Our Pats is Batman. What? Yeah. No. He's the next Batman. What? For, for realsies. Oh my God. Just stop the world and I want to get off now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've had enough. Trump. Johnson and our pats and pat man. <laughs> okay. I mean he's fine. He's a perfectly good actor. He's he, you I know what? He I reckon that'll probably work quite yeah, well. Yeah, he's always been quite good, I always thought. Then again, I, I actually thought Ben Affleck would work quite well and it sort of didn't, but that's not really Ben Affleck's fault, I don't think. Yeah. That was kind of mostly the terrible, terrible film's fault. Yeah, come on, Zack Schneider. Give it up. Um yeah, he's, it's a shame. I like Snyder's not been good of late. Give me some 300 and give me some Sucker Punch. Those are good films. Yeah. They're good films. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Sorry, mate. Oh. Uh, yeah, the Tarantino film is a good film. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I would check it out. 
it's okay. long uh, and it's not really like a, a Tarantino. It's film. not in a hurry. It's got some completely unnecessary scenes and okay. some that go on probably a bit long, but it doesn't drag because you know it's just Tarantino. Um, and but I would warn you because I'm pretty sure there were some people in the audience that didn't know the history of the Manson family and Sharon Tate at all. Right. If you don't know what happened, brush up a little bit because it won't make any fucking sense, I don't think, if you don't already know. Oh, really? I think. Uh, yeah. If you don't know the absolute basics, hmm. then it's going to be quite confusing, I think. Oh, okay. That's a weird one. I mean, that sometimes happens, doesn't it? But, yeah. But not that common. Normally they, they pick a certain thread and follow that rather than giving you the whole picture. Yeah. And that can sometimes sit weirdly. But yeah. Well, I won't. Yeah. All right. Can't spoil anything, but I would have at least a cursory knowledge of of uh, what happened to Sharon Tate. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to drag Noam to that one. I don't think he's much of a Tarantino for, for oh, that fan. So fair enough. It's just Brad Pitt being super charming, and <laughs> and DiCaprio as well. The usual suspects. Yeah. Yeah. Films. Film section done. Oh, I watched The Cat Returns. That's what we did as well. <laughs> What's that? It's a Ghibli film. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's, it's really I've good. I love one. it. I mean, it was one of the few Ghibli films I saw like near to when it came out because it was on Sky one day. So it's a recent one then? Or it's, no, it's like 2003. Oh, right. Something like that. Oh, wow. Um, That's like Spirit Away kind of time. Yeah, it? yeah. It wasn't, well, yeah, it was a few years after. Oh, I might ooh, actually it might have been fairly similar. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but but yeah, it was it was one of the ones I remember catching as um watching the dub on Sky. Yeah, uh, when I was pretty young, and I remember coming away from that like being super confused at first because I missed the start and being like, "What is going on?" And then by the end of it, being like, "Okay, that was pretty rad. That was quite funny." So we watched it in with the Japanese, and it's like, "Yeah, that film's pretty rad. Mm. I like it a lot." <laughs> it's it's quite short. It's like, um barely over an hour mm. um but it's a it's a fun time it's, it's a, a fun time it's one of those one of those uh, i quite like it when ghibli does this stuff where they set up worlds but they don't feel the need like a lot of anime to go and explain absolutely everything that's going on in the world it's just like it, it just is roll with it it's it's the other side of anime, right? <laughs> like it's but not as far as like razafon like we don't explain anything i don't know if they didn't necessarily explain everything. I think the thing about Ghibli, I feel, when they don't explain things, is it's more like it's whimsy. They're yeah, they're doing it just for like weird looking stuff happening. That's just like <laughs> it's just happening. You don't need to worry about why or anything. It's just it just looks cool. Yeah, just roll with it. It's cool. They just want to make fancy animations. <laughs> I think it's a bit more than that, but it, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's a certain. In a weird way, there's a certain simplicity to the Cat Returns that's quite nice compared to some other Ghibli stuff. It's, uh, even though there's magic and talking cats and a whole cat kingdom. And, yeah. And Tim Curry in the dub. Yeah. Mm. It's, yeah it's, pretty, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Recommend. Uh, and while I'm on the anime front, I got caught up with Attack on Titan season three, and I have to wait until the end of next year for the next season, which I'm pretty annoyed about because <laughs> it's so good. Oh my gosh! 
And they said the next season is going to be the last as well. And it's like, no, don't tell me it's going to be the last. Just end. Right. I don't want to know if it's the last season. Does it feel like it's coming to a good No. Point? No. Okay. <laughs> Which means this next season is going to be quite rapid. Probably a rush job. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's one of those, hey, it's taken us like 58 episodes or whatever, but the world has literally just opened up. Oh, okay. And literally. Like, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, mo- the moment we, we've just got out of the tutorial, <laughs> kind of. Mm. And it's like, yeah, now here comes the rest of it. And it's like, and that, and then yeah, then I saw the thing about it being the the last, the next season being the last. I'm like, but but ah! I mean, there are ways that you can wrap the shit up real quickly in that kind of essence, where you think you've just got through the tutorial and you're about to discover what's going on, and then you discover what's going on, and it's just like not as important as you thought it was. That's sort of one of the ways you can do it. Like, yeah, probably <laughs> it'll probably be like that. It'll probably be a twist or something. I mean, it's already been fairly twisty, and there's been some. Let's call them plot MacGuffins, mm. MacGuffin. um, which like made the 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 somewhat. I mean, the last three episodes of the season were basically a bit of an ex- exposition dump, as is anime sometimes. What do you mean plot? Do they have a flashback episode. I mean, like plot <laughs> MacGuffin, as in like something uh, a mysterious thing or power or magic occurs that reveals things to the cast, then suddenly the nature of the world is explained. You know, it's, that's what I mean by a plot MacGuffin. It's like there's a little bit of like, um, oh hey, the Titans can do this. Just or, like a device. Oh hey, or something. So, yeah, certain Titans have this thing that has for some reason only now become a thing. Yeah, and that conveniently explains a lot because we had to wrap this up. <laughs> that's what it feels like a little bit. It's like we had to speed this up a little bit. So, uh, so hey, skip to the end. Yeah. You now know everything, kind of thing. And you're a little bit like, well, why didn't this come into effect a lot sooner? This would have made this whole thing a lot less cool, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, love, 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 love that show. It's so good. Not quite Bebop good, but you know. No. For, for, a, for a long runner. I suppose fifty episodes is all that. <laughs> yeah, all that not long. really for an anime. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Cowboy Bebop is kind of, a, you know, I really like it, but I don't know if it's because it's a bit. Is it like a it's more light? Style over is it substance. a light? That, yeah, but is it like so western that? But it, it isn't though, is it? But I'm just mm. wondering if I like it because it's not it's not, it's not as Japanese. Oh, I, th- I, th- I think there's something crazy to that. I think as it's others. Yeah, I think it's but, Japan trying to do the West, do you right? think? which yeah, uh, which I do enjoy as well. I yeah, mean, I a, think that's certain, kind of a cool blend. Yeah, there's, there's an oddness to it that I really yeah. dig because Trigun's that as well, right? It's like it's it's Japan For trying to be the, the Wild time, West, which is odd, right. which is weird. Yeah, right? yeah. I was watching another anime that was just popped up on Netflix that my uh, flatmate was watching. It looks like the animation style looks quite similar to Cowboy Bebop, but it didn't seem. But it was like canon something. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm like, mm. yeah. I think I might know what you're talking about. Yeah, but but yeah, not convinced. Tip of the tongue. Uh, but that was like Wild Westy, but with giant laser Pretty robots. New, isn't it? Yeah, it's a brand new thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's gonna bother me. Yeah, I think I spotted that. Yeah. But I was like, mm, yeah, it's not quite grabbing me. Anime is one of those things where I'd really like to watch a lot more of it, but oh my gosh, the time. Oh, I know. 
It's like <laughs> anime requires time. And I spend that time playing games. Hey, by the way, games. <laughs> oh, video games. Because <laughs> the section's gone on for a while. Yeah, sure and we've got quite a bit to talk about this oh, week. Shit. Well, okay. in news, I don't know about games. Oh, well, I've got quite a bit to talk about because I've been jumping between games. Oh, that's true. I've, well, not, I've not sunk into it. <laughs> yeah, but have you sunk anything into them enough to talk about? That's the question. Well, Briefly. We'll find out later. <laughs> that yeah. is a question for later. But for now, it's news. News. What's been going on in the world of video games? Gamescom. Indeed. What's happened at Gamescom? Stuff. Some stuff. German stuff. Happened. German things have happened. German things happened. Uh, yeah, there's some things. Xbox showed up, um, and Jeff Keighley did a show, and Nintendo coincidentally put out uh, an indie showcase. As they... Um, so, uh, so they are, as is their want yeah. to put out a video at the exact same time as yeah, it happened. A, a given thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that because the Xbox thing was an inside Xbox show, that it wasn't very good. I mean, it's you know, semi, so, sort of well crafted, I suppose, but they didn't really have a lot to say. I think Microsoft are just like putting the brakes on hard until next consoles. But really, yeah, I don't know. They're just not saying a lot right now. It's like what well, they didn't really have a lot to say. They're just like Gears and here's some third party games. Here's Destiny Two and here's FIFA and. Wow, so we're in the kind stuff of stuff you can get elsewhere. It's like they didn't they didn't talk about really any of their like own indie stuff. Like idea Xbox weren't didn't really show up. And it's like, where the hell's tunic, guys? Come on. <laughs> Do you think um, we're in the kind of lull phase before the next yeah, uh, generation now? I think we're here. Officially. I, think, I think Sony that's why Sony aren't doing a lot, right? They're not now. doing anything and either. It's like I think I think we've hit the I think we've hit the lull a lot earlier than it norm, than we normally right. would see it. Because what have we got left? Like, Death Stranding is kind of the next big thing from Sony, right? But it's not even really a from Sony, particularly. Last of, us, Last of Us 2? Yeah, but that's... that's. I, I would wager that that's going to probably be delayed right up until, until the launch. PS5 launch now. Yeah, it could be. I, um, read, I read that supposedly Death Stranding is no longer labelled as an exclusive on the PS4. Supposedly. Oh, interesting. What so we? I, I imagine we'll get a PC. Yeah, version. I mean that that would be the only logical thing that that could mean. But I reckon Sony, if if or Sony paid for a year long timed exclusive or something, hmm. which it seems to be quite common now, <laughs> based on one certain company. <laughs> one certain company. Okay. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. it seems to be quite common now because this one guy is doing it continuously. Well, they yeah they did. I, I mean, I think of Tomb Raider. That did sure. timed exclusives on Xbox. And like, well, I guess Call of Duty isn't exactly the same. No, they, they have do, like a they, week. Yeah, they um, do a kind of exclusive and maybe some DLC exclusivity. They, they have, yeah, they have a little bit, but not a lot. Um, I think Destiny, you know, Destiny adds some exclusive yep. stuff as well, you know. Uh, but but yeah, it's they're working that at the moment. I think I think we're there. I think we're. Uh, the PC scene might be next year's scene at this point. There's quite a lot of 2020 games, in fairness, but a lot of them are like the smaller third-party titles. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no big first, first-party heavy hitters really, apart well, from maybe Nintendo. Well, yeah, with Animal Crossing, they have any problems with their continuing to make games. Yeah, because they're in mid, they're in the, yeah, the mid middle cycle. of their cycle. <laughs> but but when? Yeah, no one, no one knows when. Breath of the Wild Part 2 is, or whatever it's called. Breath of the Wild. Although the fact that they announced it at all infers that it's like Probably not too far away. Yeah, a couple of years, maybe. Uh, I reckon, yeah, at most. 
Ninty aren't known for their super long, dragged out. No, um, other than Metroid Four. <laughs> um, well, that's because they had to reset that completely, right? Yeah, they should do for Pokemon, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's never going to happen. So, are you officially in the hater camp now? Like, for, I mean, it's clearly a Pokemon. DS game, isn't it? Or the 3DS? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the, that is what it seems to be. I did see the little bit of when the Pokemon company did their little bit of video that they released around the same time as Gamescom to see what was up with that. And then they walked around the town for a while and was like, here's, here's where the Pokemon Center is, and it looks like this in this game. And it was it, like, yep, that's sure is Pokemon. Here's a TV that looks like an apple. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. You can get on a train, because I guess that's an English thing. You don't have to use Pokemon to fly It's a Japanese thing as well. Yeah, that too. <laughs> true. Very true. Is the train on time? Yeah, that's the question. Because <laughs> if it's not, then that's an English thing. Yeah, that should be how that should work. <laughs> like, you should be able to try and get on a train and then not be able to actually get on a train and have to get on a bus instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that would be British. That would be excellent. I should definitely put that in there. Someone should make a game. Someone should make a game called Bus Replacement Service. Right, replacement bus well, that would just simulator. have to be a, it would just have to be a <laughs> DLC for Train Simulator where they just randomly yes. put in buses. <laughs> I feeling that might have happened. Probably. Yeah. What, rail replacement bus simulator? Yeah. yeah. Or like it was part of Trainworks or something, or whatever that super expensive mm. one was is. So anyway, well, Gamescom stuff. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, Xbox was showing, like, Gears 5 was was, was their big thing, basically. And it's like, uh, you know, Horde mode's back. And uh, yeah, I, I've not been too impressed. I've never really got into Gears Horde. Even though it's like the horde mode, yeah, like but the original, no, the original, the herd mode, the herd, <laughs> the herd, herd mode, it is um or horde mode. <laughs> it is uh yeah, it's just it's never quite done it for me. It's too long term, and they specifically you know the games are too long if you're good, and to the point where they like pick that out in one of their sort of like things. Like, how do we make horde mode interesting for three hours? And I'm like, you don't. <laughs> you make it not three hours. Yeah, you you failed at this before, and like, I, I know some people are really into it, and I guess the same crowd that might like Call of Duty Zombies and their long long ass games. Maybe they're into it too, but I'm not. Give me shorter bursts of it, because like the those arenas and those mechanics, at least in Gears Four, especially in Gears Four, they don't hold my attention for long enough. Mm. Um, to make this work, maybe it's better if you've got a crew of people that you're playing with. I suppose because you're probably just chatting rather than paying attention to the game. If you're good enough to last that long, <laughs> so it becomes a bit of a social thing. But yeah, I don't know, not for me. Um, they're showing that you can play as Jack, the uh, bot thing, the flying robot friend. Oh yeah, that thing. That the, there's a role for that if you want to play as him. Oh weird. And be like a support support drone, yeah. Thing. So that's kind of vaguely interesting for one player, hmm. um, and that the characters and what character you pick is now important because the characters have ultimates, <laughs> naturally. So you know, making it a hero shooter. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm yet to see anything particularly compelling gameplay wise from the campaign because they showed like a campaign trailer that focused on story again, but I don't think at any point for this game like we've seen any gameplay for the story like none like mm. gears 4 i think opened 
with some story gameplay. I think that was how we first were introduced to Gears 4. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. tornado. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. that kind of weird bridge thing. Yeah, and there was the bit where there was they were going they were, they were first encountering whatever the new yeah, the locust goop. are. <laughs> Punch the goop bags. Punch the goop bags. I can't remember what they're even called. The new locusts that are obviously just a locust. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I, it was. But there's, there's something odd. There's something unsettling about that. Like I guess the gameplay we've seen is them with that weird. Not hoverboard, but sort of waterboard windsurf thing. Because I assume that's gameplay. Mm. So I'm a bit nervous about that. Because that was... Uh, Gears, Gears 4 was alright, but it was just uninteresting. Um, with the best bit being Marcus ha- Phoenix's house being destroyed and him complaining about his tomatoes. I just realised I said tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> He probably says tomatoes. Yeah, tomatoes. My tomatoes. I mean, let's cool the whole thing off. <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. <laughs> you big tomato. It's, yeah, so I don't know. If that's all they've got right now, that's concerning. Um, yeah, so that's Microsoft. I don't really want to talk more about Microsoft. They, they, they've just got nothing going on. Um, Oh, an Age of Empires, I suppose. Age of Empires Again? 2 Definitive Edition. Oh, how many times are they going to The 4K version. They already announced that. Yeah. They already announced but that, But it's, yeah. like, out soon. Yeah. Like, really soon. Of course, they've got no Forza to talk about, have they? Like, yeah, but this isn't E3, though. No. But they've got no... Because there's no Forza this year. Well, there's the Lego figure E3. That was their, that yeah. was their Forza for the year. Pretty much. Um, but uh, so yeah, Jeff Keighley was hosting opening night live at Gamescom um, with his usual Jeff Keighley vibe, which is pretty great. But it meant he had some uh, had some stuff to show. Uh, I don't know what, what what was interesting primarily to you guys, but I quite like the intrigue factor of disintegration. Mm-hmm. Sure, I, I've got. I'm, I'm interested. It's like I'm not entirely sure it showed as interesting as the actual concept is. If you see what I mean from that trailer, it's like you're like okay, some background. It's made by the guy, one of the co-creators of Halo, and his new and his new team V1. I think yeah. it is V1 Interactive. Um, and so the visuals and vibe are very Halo and very Destiny, but the gameplay seems quite a different thing. And that you're a grab cycle pilot who, which, right? So you're doing sort of like bombing runs and shooting at things from afar, whilst also strategically controlling a squad that's on the ground, and that squad appears to be of different units and like a mech and some some dudes. And how does that work? What is it? Yeah, like, it's, like, it's, it's not the average shooter. No, it's kind not of controls okay. or or what? Yeah, and you know he's got some pedigree and he's clearly using it, mm. and it's um. So, colour me interested. Um, world premiere at Gamescom. World premiere. World premiere. Got to use that pedigree. Yep. You got a cupboard full of pedigree. <laughs> I've got a cupboard full of it. <laughs> I'm a chum of pedigree. Chum it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I thought, that, I thought that looked pretty good. Cool. Well, look kind of kind of interesting. We shall see. Yeah, not too bad. Good luck to them. Yep. Um, Generic shooter it isn't. I'm sure... Zach is, uh, what is he? I don't know. 
Kerbal Space Program Two. Give, yep. us, give us your give us your thoughts. What's your hot take? Well, it was a good trailer. At least, yeah, it was a good it's trailer. An excellent. Trailer. Well, the thing is, though, that that trailer is basically a remake of a fan trailer for Kerbal Space Program One. So I found okay. out. Yeah, but it's. But that's that's fine. That that's them embracing it, I guess. I guess, but, but it's they, also kind of like is that, they, is that, they've embracing it by completely stealing that guy's idea. Is that <laughs> who they credited at the end of yes, it? Yes, that is that guy. Oh, okay. So that's fine then, because they're like, uh, yeah. I mean, they gave credit. They didn't yeah. just totally nick his idea and just say that they just made the trailer. No, that, I mean, that's, that's but they probably put it specifically. They probably like asked the guy and said, "Can oh, we yeah. do this?" And they could have not mentioned it. Yeah. And then of course the community would have gone, would have hey, noticed. You stole, you stole that guy's stuff, and it's like, and then the guy would have to defend it and be like, yeah. No, I gave him my blessing. And yeah. All that. So that was a, that was you know, but it's still rad. <laughs> it's, yes. a, it's an excellent, excellent trailer. There are a couple of things that I have reservations about. The first thing is that I hear they're still using Unity, which is was really? one of the major problems with KSB One when they moved to Unity. They had a whole heap of trouble with that engine. Apparently, one of the main problems with Unity is is, is it still basically uses physics. Which is not the best physics engine ever at this point. No, uh. there are there are better ones, but um, but it's one of the easier ones to use. Well, sure, <laughs> which is why it's in Unity. Yeah. So that's slightly, you know, I've seen the few seconds of actual alpha pre-alpha gameplay they showed. And oh, obviously, is there some gameplay? Yeah. Oh, is there? Obviously, Ooh. it doesn't look as good as the trailer. <laughs> obviously, no. But, but you, like, you take that trailer and you take KSP one and you go in the middle and then you go like, this is just a normal modern game. <laughs> But that, that's, and that's pretty much what that. But that's kind of fine because that's like like Kerbal has suffered over the years. Like now, really, yeah. when you when you look at it, and when when we were we were playing it for the Apollo Eleven thing, it's like, yeah, this is dated now. I mean, like, they have yeah. done the recent texture updates in that game, which has yeah. helped quite a lot. Actually, I guess it's texture and model. They have up up the detail somewhat, in, even in the first game. Oh, sure, it's like it's a it's a step above what it started at. Yeah, well, obviously, for sure, back in the alphas. Yeah, but then the other problem, which may or may not be that important is the developer yeah this is really interesting so what's the deal well the first thing that i wanted to say which isn't actually the developer it's the publisher but i finally have a handle on this are are confused by it every single time (laughs) private division yeah the publisher okay it's a subsidiary of take two take two is the overarching company yeah take two then below them has rockstar and 2k and private division Mm-hmm. These are the three separate things. Not it's not two K private division. It's Rockstar two K and then private division alongside them. Yeah, so it's take twos. Take two division. is the yeah. over- overarching one, and then yeah. private division is basically like their indie publishing arm. Essentially, yeah, yeah. they publish the smaller things. So that now that we finally got that sorted, it's, it's their more experimental brand, which is why you know you got out of worlds and all that stuff with private vision logos on them yeah it's like okay now they're now doing, this finally makes sense they've been they've been busy yeah they've done there was another game in opening like live wasn't it disintegration was private vision, mm-hmm. right <laughs> it was indeed so yes they've got a lot of stuff going on but the developer is the weird part which is star theory which is just uber entertainment yeah well like why have they got a different name because they don't want to be remembered as uber entertainment any longer probably uh, yes after the Several fiascos towards the end of that. Yeah, and the planetary annihilation nonsense. Yep. So, you um, know, they Uber Entertainment don't really have a good track record. They still bum me out. Monday Night Combat was great. Yeah. Everything after that, not really good. It, it, I mean, it bums me out because I, I wonder if they had like a, if it's one of these one these companies that just had an exodus of employees at some point. Yeah. Right? The, 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 the guys that made Monday Night Combat aren't 
I mean, I feel like that, that team was anymore. what happened towards the end of the planetary annihilation situation because they had like the Kickstarter for it, and then they had that whole situation where the DLC became a standalone product, and then they like delisted the original on Steam because of money or oh, something. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. I'm pretty sure that was because they needed money and like the studio was getting fucked up. Yeah. And then and then you thought they shut down, but they didn't apparently. <laughs> it's 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 such a surprising bummer as well, isn't it? Just cuz just cuz Monday Night Combat was so was so good. And Super Monday Night Combat went in the, you know, moba direction yeah which which wasn't a bad play and i you know for the little what little i've played of super monday night combat it was okay as one of those it was it wasn't a bad shooter moba but it was in a crowd very crowded space and it wasn't monday night combat no (laughs) it had some serious problems uh and since then they've just not been and also uh for the record we've repeatedly got it confused and called them sumo in the past. I think you have. Yeah. No, I, I definitely have. Yeah. Getting confused with Sumo. Well, I knew they were separate from Sumo Digital, who are the Sega guys. Mm. Um, or they're not strictly Sega guys, but they work a lot with, Se- with Sega a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not them. Sumo are all right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how that will affect anything to do with Global Space Marine. I mean, I like... Judging by what we've seen of that game, it looks like they're it is just pretty much they're just remaking Girls Race Rail One and then adding stuff to it. It doesn't really look like a new game as such. Yeah. I mean was it was it the like presumably they can take all of the tech behind it and just rewrap it, right, at this point. And well, I mean then that's another kind like of new point UIs and new, where you're worrying new, new about the engine and, situation. Yeah. I kind of hope they did mostly rebuild it. Because the amount of trouble that Squad originally had with the Unity transfer at the time, because it like it, it, you know KSP one is like they had the problems with the physics engine, the multi-threading was a pain in the ass, and they never really got that working right. It's like I kind of hope that maybe if Uber is a slightly better developer, what's left of Uber is a slightly better development team, they can, and maybe with some help from private divisions, overarching whatever, maybe they can make a better base engine. What what do you th- what are you thinking? Like, could you could you shift to Unreal? Is that what you mean, or is that even Unreal too? Well, I don't know if they necessarily do need to abandon Unity. They just need to like have another go from scratch, almost like I'm, just do it better. Isn't that what they're doing? Though, I mean, it's hard to tell at the moment. I mean, right. isn't isn't uh, isn't Unity or oh, isn't any modern engine like flexible enough where they could just ditch the physics part of it and just. Yeah, slap, like slap their own engine in. I mean, that's what I would also hope. Just put something in there. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, from what you can see of the alpha footage and, you know, the fancied up stuff that they show in there, you can see, like, well, I mean, for a start, you can see, like, all the parts of KSV1. It's like, oh, yeah, that's that bit, that's that bit. The lander that they show right at the start lands on the moon. That is made almost entirely from stock KSP1 parts, but with fancy new textures. Hmm. And it's also these, pretty much the exact same design as is used in the fan video, but in, in the fan video, it's at the end rather than the start. Right. Yeah. It's like, that is literally the same ship. So, when have they announced, What did they give a release date for it? Or is it just like... 2020. It's, it's like, going oh, okay. to come out next year. And it's oh, really? not even in alpha yet. Huh. That doesn't seem far enough away. No. <laughs> And also, they've already said certain things like 
multiplayer, which was a big thing that the community kept bitching at Squad Four for ages in KSB One. And they're yeah, like, but "That's hard in that's very hard." Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard in Kerbal Space Program because how do you even make that work conceptually in the game? In a game where you're spending a lot of time time warping, for example. Yeah, and right. Phys- yeah, the, the just the maintaining physics, physics simulation physics ac- across yeah. multiple persons' perspectives. Physics across a multiplayer game is notoriously awful. Yeah, unless you're Crackdown Three and using the power of the cloud. <laughs> so Maybe who knows how that to... would work? Yeah, I Levolution. <laughs> And anyway, then anyone remember Levolution? And then, then, then they're also like, you know, now we're going interstellar in the Kerbal thing. So we're going, we, if you're talking about time warp, now you're getting time warp between like star distances. I mean, obviously we scaled down for the Kerbal universe, I'm sure. But that's a but lot yeah. of time warp. <laughs> yeah. Even with fancy, ridiculous Orion engines and <laughs> whatnot. Has it got the, it's got the stupid, nuclear bomb yep. pusher plate yep. thing. It sure has got the Orion engine. That's pretty stupid. It's very Kerbal, though. Nuclear yeah, it's very Kerbal. It's, like, it's the most realistic tech that's also Kerbal tech. Nuclear bomb it's, pusher plate. Yeah, so you just have... It's a concept for uh, and you know going very fast in stellar distances that you could actually do with current technology, or at least 70s 60s, technology. 70s technology, mm. which would just have... I don't know how you get it up there, but just have a giant plate of metal basically on springs and then just eject nuclear bombs through the middle of it and blow them up and push you just write right. the <laughs> okay and just keep doing that until you get faster and faster because you're not going to slow down unless you turn around and do it the other way yeah as you approach you don't, you'd have to whatever. nuke in front of you yeah that's weird anyway but it's something that it's, could actually be done i guess yeah if you make that stupid. many nukes but that is definitely a cool style thing. But then they've also got like fusion engines that you can see in the trailer and other stuff. So, you know, they, they, the developer interview that they did afterwards, they did say that like they're not going sci fi, they're still going theoretical physics. So it's not like warp drives, it's still like fusion engines and Orion drives. It's like they're theoretically possible rather than completely sci fi for the Kerbal universe. But yeah, new planets and shit. That would be interesting, at least. New challenges. Yeah. But but maybe not really that much different. I mean, the colony building thing, I guess, is the main other also very difficult thing <laughs> that they've given themselves to do. I mean, if it means you can have different landing platforms and different launch platforms. I mean, technically, you kind of can do that in, in base Kerbal once they started, once they gave you the ability to do that. There's a couple of different launch sites on Ker- Kerbin. And I think there's meant, there's one on the moon, but I'm not sure they ever enabled that one in the base game. But yeah, I mean, actually being able to build your own launch site, that's a different matter. That would be definitely more interesting. Give you some options of like where you want to launch from. And if you can, like also orbital construction would be the other way that that would be interesting. If they mm. let you have a launch site that's already in orbit that you can maybe supply materials to and then just build a ship there. That would definitely be interesting. Hmm. And then the colony, they've already said various things about the colony building, acquiring resources, acquiring rare resources that you can't get anywhere else, depending on what planet you're on and that kind of thing for making different types of fuel. And that was definitely a thing that KSP-1 had like 
it, it sort of implemented a system that never went anywhere because they made a mining system where you can scan the planet and it would show you like the re- the ore resource and it shows you how dense it is and then you can scan down and find a good mining site and then drop a thing that, with a mining drill and refine it into fuel. But mm. it was like ore was the only resource. That was the only thing they ever did with that system. Right. So it never really got more complicated than that. You just mine the ore and it turns into fuel and that's it. <laughs> so if they do sort of expand that whole system to make it more important of like landing in specific locations and stuff so it became a resource management slash factory game well sure (laughs) but i'm not sure they need to do like you know actual logistics it can still be kerbal where you can just transfer fuel between tanks and it's just like there's pipes in there somewhere yeah just do it (laughs) so we'll see about that okay so you're cautiously optimistic yeah it does seem quite I'm glad a fast announcement to release, but I mean, maybe they've been working on it for ages. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah, who knows? It's been a while since, like, Kerbal 1. How long has it been since, like, a like a proper update? Well, it's not actually... It's only been, like, a few months since the last DLC came out. Right. And but, do, but do we know that's being developed by Squad still? Well, not, well I mean, that, that part is the remains of Squad, because Squad already dissolved, basically, didn't they? Because they got... Oh, they, half I didn't, didn't realise Squad, Squad dissolved. Well, not really dissolved, dissolved. Half of them went to Valve uh-huh. a while ago. As you do. Yeah, <laughs> then they'd never make a game again. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, they probably, they're probably behind that uh, Summer Sale game. <laughs> <laughs> but then what was left of Squad under Private Division were making the DLCs. Of right, I see. So I wrote. So they must have. But they must have moved to Uber, right? That yeah. Team. But the buyout, the like, the take two buyout of Kerbal Space Program when they went to to private division, mm. that wasn't that long ago either. So if you assume that they could only have possibly started working on this game when that buyout happened, then it hasn't really been that long. So the cynic in you is like, this is literally just a rewrap with some new features. Yeah. And maybe a new graphics face. Yeah. A slightly different graphics like face. A, but everything else is underneath is the same. A slightly less indie version of that same game, essentially. Right. Yeah, I can see it. It doesn't fill me with a huge amount of confidence. I mean, as long as it runs better. Not that, not that, that non... Not that, yeah, not that non-indie is bad. They, they, they you know, Private Division or their subsidiaries or maybe even uber or star theory themselves like they probably have a little bit of experience with optimizing yeah. that maybe squad didn't have yeah, as a pure indie startup mm. building this first game i mean yeah somehow worked i mean what are we talking like uber's like what 10 years old now for at least as, as a studio so like yeah but then might... again what have they worked on recently <laughs> Apparently they made some other games sure. according to their Wikipedia entry. But, but I think like, Planetary Annihilation was the most recent because I think the game after that got cancelled. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. that might explain it. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. So, so we'll, Kerbal we'll Space too. But it's a great trailer. <laughs> it's a fan freaking tastic trailer of the year. Fan trailer. It's, it's, like, <laughs> yep. it's a fan <laughs> trailer. Yeah, awesome. If, really I mean, good. if 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 I think it's highly unlikely we're going to see a better trailer this year, though. Even with, though it was an old fan trailer and stuff like that. Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, there's not, there's not many more opportunities for no. trailers at this point, I guess. No. I mean, Xbox might show us something at XO19. Maybe. Or maybe maybe something in a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Like, a for surprise. example, a Mario game. 
Uh, Mario. Yeah, let's, let's just skip to that, shall we? Because like, it's not really related to Gamescom, really. No, but Nintendo put out a tweet with Mario on a beach wearing Hawaiian gear. Drink? Eat, is he eating or is he just he's drinking from water, a melon? Water, watermelon. He's eating watermelon. And what was the what was the word of the tweet? They used the word sunshine in the tweet uh-huh. at some point. So, which is about as subtle as it gets with tweets, really. How do we feel about a Mario Sunshine two? I mean, that would be fine, probably. I mean, the real question is whether it whether it is. I mean, they could just as easily make a DLC for Odyssey that has some sunshine. That's what, true, like, but they they, they sort of already had like their beach. Sure, they had their beach level. And you could already buy the the not sunshine 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 outfit in Odyssey. I mean the word Odyssey is in the tweet. Well, I mean sure, but (laughs) that's that's the other game. That's not a surprise. Odyssey and Sunshine. Even Mario needs a little hashtag summer vacation. No matter where your summer Odyssey took you, we hope it was filled with sunshine, and the sunshine is bolded. (laughs) (laughs) Very subtle. (laughs) So I don't know. That could just be a DLC, but I mean, if it's a, I, if they're making Breath of the Wild two, why not Odyssey two? <laughs> I mean, why not anything at this point? Nintendo just prints money, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I mean, Odyssey two would be. I mean, if we assume, I mean, if we ignore the fact that if they want to do full sunshine, they're going to have to include different mechanics from Odyssey, I guess. Right. But if we ignore that, it is just like more levels. In the Odyssey engine, but you could just add flood to Odyssey potentially. Yeah, you could if you want. That could just be a DLC where you just replace Capu with Flood for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see about that. I mean, it's a, it's I mean, a, he's not wearing his cap. No, it's true. <laughs> he's sitting next to his hat, and the hat doesn't have eyes. The hat does not have eyes. Mm. <laughs> Him and Capu have parted ways. They said some things. I don't even remember what happened at the end of Odyssey. With Kathy, you, you just pretty much they just, just sort of go, "Hey, why don't we? Why do we? Why? 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 Why should we stop now?" Isn't yeah, that you kind just, of how you it just, ends? You just, I guess the end sequence doesn't really involve Kathy. You see him for a minute and with Tiara, and then that's it. And then he's just like, "Well, let's just go to the Mushroom Kingdom and do stuff." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the game just carries on at that point. Yeah, it's, that's pretty much where how it ends, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, why stop now? Let's let's go, let's go keep exploring. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. That's a very it's a very subtle, unsubtle hint. Where it's just like, if you're going to make it theoretically that obvious, then just announce it. But if you've re- made that tweet that looks like it's announcing something, but it totally isn't, then you've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> or not. It's Nintendo. They can get away with anything. <laughs> well, sure. I'm sure people don't actually care about Twitter in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Except everyone. Because <laughs> this conversation would be a thing. Oh no! Apologies. You can't, of course, you, like Sunshine wasn't bolded. It was because it was a uh, part of my search um, as I was looking. Ah, uh, I see. Is it capitalized? No, no. Oh, okay, then. <laughs> right. Uh, there was that. So, what else happened? Let's let's recap our notes. Uh, Jeff Keighley was very excited about Everspace Two. Sure. He, it was like because he, 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 he sort of made a bit of a big deal of it because he was sort of sitting there going like every now and then there's a trailer that just blows you away so I'll have a look at this I was very impressed <laughs> uh, I think he might have been playing up the German factor 
because I think they're German developers. Mm, okay. But hey, it looked kind of. It actually did look kind of good, mm. like as a sort of space shooter. Yeah, but space shooters can always look good. Well, yeah. <laughs> Whether they actually function as a decent game, that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem of every game ever. Yeah, but it's particularly bad for space shooters. Like, it's easy to spend a lot of graphics budget making space look good because there's a lot of nothing in it a lot of the time. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, yeah. As, I suppose the models you do have can have super high detail lighting on them yeah. and things like that because there's a lot of absence. But the actual mechanics of the game is the more difficult part. How realistic do you go with physics? Or not? Uh... I would get side on not, well, yeah, to be honest. Sure. If you're going to make a fun game, space physics kind of suck <laughs> for the most part. You've got to make it fly nice. You've got to make it satisfying explosions that you can hear. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. They're also rebooting Comanche. That's the dog. I don't think that counts as a reboot. It's a reboot. They're just using the name in a game that's about helicopters. No, I don't, don't, don't know if you call that a reboot of the Comanche series. I suppose it's not a campaign, per se. It's like it's a multiplayer-focused thing. Yeah. It also has drones. <laughs> Drone warfare yeah, flights. Just a type of helicopter, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> just a lot more blades. Easy target. Or maybe not. Shoot blades. They're a bit smaller on the drones, aren't they? Shoot blades. So we shoot the blades. It's the easy, easy one. Aim for the engines. I've got a progress. Uh, oh, it's just weird that that exists. It's just weird, just odd. Yeah, it is just the name, though, isn't it? Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it can't possibly much, be yeah. no the logic. Anymore. No, exactly. Uh, the developers of that. Um, yeah, interesting. Hmm. Might as well call it World of Helicopters. <laughs> World Everyone of Helicopters. Everyone loves helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves helicopters. Uh, what else we got? Let's talk about Death Stranding. They, yeah. show, they showed us a bit. They showed us a little bit of... Um, sort of gameplay. S- yeah. I mean, it is the kind of gameplay that we were hoping for, the walking around gameplay, not the weird stealth I mean, running away yeah. from an ambush gameplay. I mean, is it? <laughs> like... I'm still confused about exactly what that is, what this game is. It's like, is is this all? It, is this all it is? And that it's like, oh, it's clearly not all it is. Traversing but it's this, like, it's like, is is it a Breath of the Wild but less interesting? <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of yeah, just with a bonkers ass story wrapped around it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we learned that Jeff Keighley's in the game, at least in model form. Because there's like, <coughs> like in Metal Gear Solid Five, it's obviously a big open world with like a lot of um, um, terrain to navigate and stuff. But then it's got like it's a stealth sandbox with awesome bases and like loads of patrol routes and all mm. kinds of opportunities and crazy vehicles and all kinds of opportunities for fun gameplay and stuff. Whereas this sort of seems quite empty, except for these like outposts that we've seen, I suppose. Yeah, it's. I mean, we've only really seen these little houses. Mm. I mean, that little bunker, and then when he's inside, we don't really see how he got to those inside areas in those in the sort of cutscenes we've seen. No, exactly, because um, they showed both uh, 
As I say, they focused on Mama and Deadman for the uh, the, the sort of intro cutscenes. It's like it seems like if if that was the intro to Deadman, then it's like oh, clearly these guys know each other prior to the game beginning and things like that. And it was more of an intro to to Bridge Baby, I guess, and what he's about, mm. um, or teaching us what he's about. <laughs> um, if it's a he, I don't know. Can't really see. They kind of darken out the uh, yeah <laughs> gender era, <laughs> uh, but it's um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just we just don't know. I just still still don't know. Even though it feels like we've now had quite a lot of information about Death Stranding, I still don't know. Maybe that's on purpose. Yeah, they're, they're just trying to keep it close to their chest. But and they don't seem to be worried that just showing fairly basic stuff is gonna put people off. No, so. it's. I think mean, well, I think after Metal Gear Five, I think a little bit is like oh, actually, you know, the sort of like wandering around the world was kind of actually the good part of this game because mm. your story kind of is nuts which is great but kind of falls apart too easily really under scrutiny mm. and it's um it was clearly not finished mm. or you just left everything in because hey that's what you paid the actors to do <laughs> I don't right, know. yeah um yeah i, I, I mean I, i'm so I'm, I'm still kind of in because of its the story is still nuts enough I want to know what they do with it, and I'm more interested in like what's going on with Mads Mikkelsen more than anyone else. Yeah, it's like, come on, what are you up to? And is Troy Baker's like evil soldier role actually quite small <laughs> in the grand scheme of things? And actually, how big is this game? We don't, yeah. we don't no real no real concept of that because we seem to be seeing the same sort of. Okay, we've seen a little bit more areas in the in the montage trailers that we've seen. But so far, the major bits of gameplay we've seen, or the more significant bits of gameplay we've seen, have been in this green mountainous area. Mm. And it's like, is that the majority of the game? I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, that's just all they're showing. Yeah, it's it's a, uh, it's it's still a huge question mark. Huge question mark. The Kojima shaped question mark. And is his logo actually important? It's in the it's in the game, game yeah. Which is weird. Like in the what in the game world, it's like is that is that meaningful, or is it just hey, we're just slapping this everywhere? Just <laughs> is this cool. is this him like saying this is a this is a this is a Kojima game everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna write me out of the credits this time. I'm gonna put it in every texture. <laughs> My logo is everywhere, yo. <laughs> yeah, I'm still uh, relatively. I'm still. I'm still. Well, how can you not be interested in this? It's just. It's so nuts. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? We've got them. The Nintendo Indie World thing also happened. Um, I'm interested in Shinnan's new joint because I like what they did with fast racing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Even though it's totally unrelated. It's completely different. Yeah. It's like a crossy road voxel styled vacation puzzle game. Captain Toad like I don't know it's kind of cool <laughs> and it had like perhaps overly funky music for the setting which means they probably kept their music guy from Vast Racing on team and he's like what can you do well I can do this <laughs> alright then let's do this let's do it Um, I, 
I mean, it's, it's hard, hard. I think it's hard to demo a game like that in a trailer because it's it's hard to get across puzzles and things like that, or a general vibe of a if you're going for an atmospheric-y sort of thing. But hey, look, it looked kind of cool, and Shin and I think do good things. So yeah, defo. I think it looks intriguing. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to see where it, see what see how it plays out, and it's out not that long from now. So it's cool when their developers like, oh, let's try something else. Yeah, yeah. And you know, little nod to fast in there as well. Yeah, and it's uh, with the arcade machine. That was cool. Yeah, it's also good that um, I don't know. They're, they're keeping their relationship with Nintendo fairly strong. Yeah. Um. Yeah. As far as I know, I don't think they've released anywhere else. I think all, pretty much all their stuff has come out on Ninty stuff on Nintendo. As far as I know. Uh, what else did we have there? Is interesting. Witcher Switch looks pretty. Or the Switcher looks the Switcher. It looks pretty rough, man. Yeah, must be so hard to yeah running. Pair a game down like that, put it in potato mode, (laughs) and just it was quite hard to get running on the consoles. I think. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. Just getting it, just getting anything working looks. Well, yeah, that engine was was so uh, demanding. Yeah, not that optimized. No, it got better. Obviously, they worked on it. I don't know what it'll be like for, um, yeah, cyberpunk. cyberpunk. Yeah, Tw- cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. <laughs> cyberpunk Switch edition. That's we ju- we just decided not to texture anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually ended up looking like super hot. Now you do wireframe mode. Yeah, you go real cyberpunk. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I installed these special eyes, and now this is how I see the world. Yeah. Super hot's going on Switch. There you go. <laughs> Get that, sneak that in there. It's got to come to every platform, right? Yep, it's not It's not on everything yet. I'm surprised it's taken them this long to get it on Switch, to be honest. Mm. The Switch. Uh, I don't know what else you want to pick out from the indie world thing, really. Um, mm, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of like that sort of like vaguely interesting category, more than like super amazing looking stuff. Uh, like we learned that um, Spirit Fairer, I guess, is coming to Switch and isn't just an Xbox thing, even though it was shown at Xbox E three. Hmm. Uh, we might not have learned that; that might have already been known. But hey, that was how it was. You know, it was shown at Xbox before and. Now it was shown on console, and I didn't realize it was... Well, we got to see a little bit more, I suppose, in that little montage bit, that it's more than just the boat from that Xbox trailer. I mean, sure. The boat would be quite small. It could have been like a Night in the Woods style, I suppose, like conversation of form. (laughs) Yeah, it could have been. Although they did did show a little bit of off-the-boat stuff in the Xbox one. They did, yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, Creature in the Well showed up very briefly. That's out real soon. Get hype. Get possibly hype. Get possibly hype for Pinball Swordplay. Pinball Swordplay! Oh, yeah. Uh, and I don't, yeah, I don't really know what else to pick out from it, really. Um, Ori in the Bind Forest, which I think... I'm not sure about this one. I think it had been heavily rumored to be coming to Switch. This was the game that right. was like leading some of the, like, hey, Xbox on Switch discussions. 
Um, but I don't think it's actually been confirmed but as now, being happen- happening. Yeah. But now, yeah, it's, it's definitely happening. Full trailer, yeah. Yeah. It was interesting from the trailer that, okay, maybe... Um, like, it doesn't look like they've had to take many graphical concessions, like dropping it down on the Switch, because it's... Okay, yeah, it's not like one of these like super 3D games, but there's a lot going on in like the visuals of Ori. It's like mm. it's like I imagine there's some power required to do what some of what it's doing. But I wondered if like the trailer was pre- at least in that indie world thing was presented at 30 frames, and maybe that's the concession they've had to make. Like um, I don't remember, was there much else in that Nintendo video running at 60, or was it just the way it was broadcast? Mm. Um, I, don't, I mean, it might get away with running at 30, but it was nice running at 60. <laughs> mm. But yeah, like that, I, I can't be mad at this. It's That game deserves a bit more. I think that game's always deserved more attention than it got because it's friggin' excellent. Uh, and now it may get some. Just in time for the sequel. <laughs> Actually, that's what Xbox has got, but I haven't talked about that in a long time. <laughs> And that's kind of it from that, the actual games, comedy stuff. I'm sure there was stuff on the show floor, but that's what was going on at the the shows. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, and in other industry news, Sony bought Insomniac. Yeah, kind of makes sense. Make them a first party studio, right? Yeah. I mean, they were getting there. I mean, after the success of Spider Man, yeah, so it makes sense. And you know, they're using them extensively for the. They've been using Spider-Man for the PS5 uh, hype train already, haven't they? Saying, like, oh, look how fast Spider-Man can load if we uh, run it on a PS5 hardware instead of PS4. It can load much faster. Mm. Yeah, all of that, where you can speed through the city at double quick time. Because we can load it Streaming the stuff at yeah. super speed, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that, that makes sense. It's um, Maybe they were just waiting, or I was about to say waiting for the success of Spider-Man, but Spider-Man was quite a success when it came out. It's like, why is it, why is it taking them so long to some degree to actually just say, yeah, we'll have that. Maybe they're just in negotiation or something. Yeah, like maybe. Maybe the deal took this long to figure out. Maybe they were busy getting out of the Marvel Universe, and then their negotiators were too busy with that. <laughs> Imagine they're not the same negotiators. I imagine, like, well, because the game universe is totally different from anything else, there was no negotiations to be done on the game front. Right. Yeah, that's true. As long as as long as long Sony still holds the Spider-Man rights, they can do what they want on the game side. Mm. I wonder if that even counts, like, because it wasn't... Oh, yeah, because, no, uh, Multiverse happened. I was about to say, like, because isn't the deal usually with these rights things is that as long as, especially the Spider-Man thing, is like as long as Sony keep doing stuff with it, they can't lose the rights. Right, yeah, so they have to make films, otherwise they lose them, yeah. Because that was the thing with the the X-Men, that's why they had to make X-Men first class, because the actors weren't available to do a normal X-Men film, but they were going to lose the rights, so they had to think of something. Is that the only reason first class? Well, yeah. That's kind of... Well, it's interesting and kind of good. I think it was respect. quite good. First Class is one of the best ones I've made yeah, in a Yeah, I liked time. that one, yeah. But it was lower budget or whatever. Yeah. Logan's pretty good as well. Yeah. Logan's good. Oh, yeah. Logan's awesome. Hmm. I don't think it's as good as people say, but it's still good. It's still good. Yeah. 
yeah, so they, they did that. They did that. Good on you. Well done, Insomniac. We're not going to see Sunset Overdrive 2. No. That's what this probably means. Probably not. I think Microsoft owned that. I'm not 100% sure how that works out. You never really do when it's like published, but when it's uh, a third-party developer working with a first-party publisher who actually owns the IP, it's a bit up in the air. Maybe Insomniac still owns Sunset Overdrive. Mm. So if they ever decide to make another one, it'll be on PlayStation, maybe. Or maybe Microsoft will just make another one like Crackdown. <laughs> like Crackdown. We'll find out. Uh, that's Gamescom. That's Gamescom. That's pretty much new. Yeah. Well, there's one other thing. Oh, what's that? Because we've got to get our epic story of the weekend. Epic story <laughs> epic of, the week. of the week. There was a, a game that just came out called Dark. The, the developer basically, it, it's on Steam. <laughs> it's the best thing to say. The de- developer basically publicly came out and talked about the epic situation because he got offered to go to epic. And you know, people were people were worried about it beforehand, and then this deal happened in the background. And then he's like, "I should probably just tell people that, <laughs> that, that I'm definitely not going to Epic. I'm going to stay on Steam, like I said I was gonna, because because mm. for once I didn't remove myself off the Steam store like everyone else is." Oh, so his deal was just like, "No, I'm just I'll be on Epic, but I'm not." Well, yeah, that's basically he released part of his communications like an email mm. with the Epic store. And they were like, "Do you want, you know, do you want to come over here to the Epic Store and we'll give you all this money?" Well, obviously, the money part is not in this email, <laughs> but the impl- implication, obviously, was that Epic were going to spend some money. And but he said in his communications that like he didn't want to not be on Steam, but and like so not not exclusive to Epic. And in the Epic response, it specifically says that Epic won't do non-exclusive deals, at least with Indies, at the moment. Oh. They very specifically say that in this email, right? So you literally can't be on both at the moment if you're if you're at least you're, if you're you have indie. to be exclusive. You have to be exclusive to Epic, or they just don't. Won't, they're not they even interested in you. making a deal. Interesting. So that kind of confirms some people's suspicions about the whole concept of the epic of trying to be the good guys and trying to shake up the market is not really the case. They're just trying to stop the steam of product by buying up everything. To a point. With, you they're know, not, with timed exclusivity. Yeah, they don't they're not interested in just like having a lot of stuff on their store. they they only want stuff that only they can have on their store. Right. And only on their store. Yeah, and only on their store. It's not a bad strategy. For them, sure. Yeah. You can only get this here if you have a ton of money to spend. Because it, they don't make them cheap. But yeah, that is like the first like very explicit confirmation that that tactic is the tactic. It's not just it's not just a choice. It is like a, a thing that they specifically say. If you're going Epic exclusive, it has to actually be exclusive. I mean, I guess that's what exclusive means, but it, it is literal, literally that. Mm. It's that or nothing. <laughs> so he's not on Epic. No, he's not on Epic. He's only on Steam. Okay. Well, good on him for sticking to his word. Yeah. Honestly. It's like if you've already said you're on Steam. Which is also one of the things that I was slightly more enthusiastic maybe about with Kerbal Space Program because they put a Steam store page up immediately. <laughs> and I was like, thank God. But that doesn't oh, mean right. anything for them. No, the, a deal could still happen. Yep. There's still time. But not that much time, apparently. Um, <laughs> mm, uh, yeah. 
I don't know if Take Two or Private Division have had any dealings with Epic, have they? Well, it's Outer Worlds, right? Is that Epic? I think so. Oh. Oh. And Borderlands, if you want to talk about the after the next tier up from Private Division, Take Two. Uh, I suppose I've it had is. plenty of dealings with Epic. Yeah. Borderlands comes under 2K, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I suppose you're right. But man, that would super piss everyone off if that does end up on Steam. Borderlands? No, Kerbal. Oh, Kerbal. Right, yeah. That'd be crazy. It doesn't sound unlikely, though. It really doesn't. But they promised modding support, and you can't do mods on Epic. Well, you can, but not in the same way as the workshop, anyway. They can promise it and deliver it a year later. <laughs> oh, maybe. And they can say, what? We gave you what you wanted. Just, it just wasn't ready in time because of legal reasons. Ah, <laughs> uh, Epic. Well, now we know, I suppose. Yep. Now we know. I mean, they are picking up games that. I've already been on Steam for a while, although there's not just is it, so there's only new stuff that's they're doing these deals. Because Hyperlight Drifters on there and things like that, things that were about before sure I before guess, Epic it store existed. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I guess it's just the the, the exclusivity being exclusivity implies that it's new games. I guess <laughs> they don't really care so much about back catalogue stuff that they're just keep, trying to shove in there. Hmm. Oh, well, they'll take the back catalogue. Yeah. They'll take Rocket League. They'll take Rocket League. Yeah, the comment thread for Rocket Pass 4 was basically just filled with people saying, screw you, Epic. Well, every comment thread since that announcement has been like that. Yeah. I can easily tell you. Yeah. Mm. Rocket League community aren't happy. Then when have they ever been? When is any community ever when is any game that com- kind of announcement? Yeah, when is any game community ever not toxic? <laughs> Just what games are like. When is any comment thread ever not toxic in some form? <laughs> Ban the internet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you can't listen to this podcast. Oh, no. I actually have to do it over pirate radio. It's the only way. <laughs> Get a boat off the coast of Suffolk. Yeah. Go hang out near the wind farm. I'm sure that's safe. Go on, Radio <laughs> Caroline. Caroline! Was that, was that the name of the boat that rocked radio? Yeah, I think yeah, so. It's Caroline, okay. Couldn't quite remember. The news! Yep. News is over. Time for what you've been playing. Dang. Rob, you said you got quite a bit. Well, yes, because I haven't really landed on anything. Since <laughs> he's got quite a bit that he's going to say one sentence. Yeah, about. pretty much. Because <laughs> I don't like, after finishing Yakuza Kiwami, I haven't really, um, I don't know, I haven't really been able to settle on Dive, something. Like, dived into it. Yeah, I haven't decided what I really want to do next hmm. as a big game. Um, so I've just been jumping around a lot of little things. Cool. Um, uh, so uh, I suppose. Oh no, I'll save that one for last because it's a segue. Um, I started messing with um, Horizon Chase Turbo on PlayStation. Okay. Because it's one of the PS Plus games at the moment. Uh, or 
might have been last month's actually PS Plus game, yeah. um, which is a throwback to old style racing games before 3D was a proper thing. But they really wanted to do 3D, a bit like um, you know the sort of graphical style that games like Chase HQ and Lotus Esprit Challenge. And yeah hang on would try and do you know that's sort of like the ground is stripey and we'll just alternate the stripes to make it to look, make like, it it's look like it's moving yeah it's like an odd polygonal throwback to that look oh okay um and that style of game where the that the, you're only really positioning yourself on the track you're not really turning corners per se it's um yeah it's interesting because it plays like so when you go around a turn like the car basically turns itself and follows the track but you're uh, like the controls basically mean that the controls, the cars like pushed out towards the outside. So you do have to adjust a little bit, but it's not like you're really turning right. in. Um, like turning left on the stick isn't isn't always the worst idea into a right turn, for instance, because it's just oh, I need track position over there, right, and things like that. But you're just going to move over to the left quicker on a right turn, um, and things like that. So it's, it's an odd throwback, which is. I don't know if the visuals 100% pull that off because they've gone for like super crisp but super simple polygons. Mm. So it's like it runs at 4K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily. <laughs> like, right. it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy sharp. They don't like it's all like flat textures apart from some of the graphics on the cars, which are themselves so pretty simple. It's like kind of like Daytona or something. Uh, or simpler. Right, like even simpler than Daytona. Like it's like Daytona has textures, yo. Mm. is <laughs> not even most of the time, and it's like it, it. It mostly works. It does mostly work. It's like um, I don't quite get that same feel of the games of old, though. There's something not quite like old Outrun or not like that. Mm. It's like they've gone for like a lap-based structure and mm-hmm. tracks and things like that. Um, uh. And it's about coming first by the end of the laps, obviously. Um, and it's also a good excuse to how they introduce traffic, I suppose, because there are cars at the back of the pack that you eventually start lapping and right. they serve as obstacles even when you're out in front. Um, so that's, uh, they kind of explain it to themselves quite well, I suppose, in that regards. Um, they make it a tiny bit more interesting by having a nitro system. Um, okay. Uh, and also by having like these tokens you can pick up during the lap. And if you want to get the maximum amount of campaign points, you have to pick up all the tokens on the track whilst also coming first to get a super trophy. And if you get those, then you get quite a lot of campaign points. And then more mm. campaign points you have, the more you unlock, like the cars and the tracks and stuff like that. Um, it's, oh, it's all right. <laughs> it is what it is. It works. It sets out to do exactly what it does so fair enough it has i think has what i experience one problem with it though and that there are the occasional sound cuts like there's a, there's a oh. as a technical issue it what, seems to in have, all of the audio or just yeah like it like it has a stutter like across yeah. the entire audio it's every annoying. now and then which is yeah quite irritating um I don't think I experienced it the first time I played the game, but in subsequent plays, I've definitely come across it, and it's frequent enough that it's quite an irritation. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, what else have I been doing? Uh, track is also on the um, uh, the, the sort of driving front. I've been playing Trackmania Turbo on Xbox because it was a game with gold. <laughs> okay. Is how, this is how I'm rolling at the moment. I'm just investigating the free services. How old is Trackmania Turbo at this point? Or a couple years? 
Oh, yeah, probably maybe. more than two. Yeah, probably more than two. Uh, that game's Trackmania. It's Trackmania. It's, tra- it's Trackmania. Um, I don't think it is as much Trackmania, though. There's a bit more of an emphasis on, like, it starts out with an emphasis on drifting in the canyon area, and I don't think drifting was much of a thing in Trackmania. Because right? I think what everyone forgets about Trackmania is the fucking, like, the van, the truck. That's To me, that's what Trackmania is about. The truck? That's the truck with the wooden textured things where you basically drove up walls and it was all 90 degree corners and you basically stuck to the track. See, this is what I'm talking about. No one remembers that that's what Trackmania was. I basically, my experience with Trackmania is Trackmania Nation. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is just like F1 cars almost. The, yeah, and then the stadium environment, which is... And a marginal amount of off-road in that. But yeah, yeah everyone which, forgets, which is totally in this as well. Everyone forgets Trackmania 1 had three different environments. You had like the the what modern Trackmania became, the sort of tarmac you one. Mm. Except even that was had was like a combined off-road because it looked like a sort of a, a beetle almost the car and it was themed on like a, on a castle like huh. the, the tarmac bits were sort of in a castle but then you also had off-road sections in a forest with like mud uh, so that might because there's there's the two of the themes uh, uh, what you're describing between the, between the truck and that beetle thing yeah they might be what are described in two of the game's four arenas like cuz so you you've got canyon which is a sort of american West, yeah, right, yeah, like uh, NASCAR style cars and quite, that, that a, lot, quite a, a lot of drifting. If that you environment was in the old track maintenance as well, the sort of red canyon. Yeah, it was kind of a, it was in addition to like when in the Trackmania two, wasn't yeah. it? I think like was was mm. where that turned up. Um, but you also get like Valley, which sounds a little bit like your Beetle car. Yeah, I think that's probably what that is. Um, and uh, probably the worst handling car in the game. Um, because well, it's tiring. super twitchy. Yep. So twitchy, uh, and you go off road, and it's even twitchier. It's it's a, uh, yeah, not not a big fan of that. Um, and then you have got the lagoon, or w- which is known as roller coaster lagoon, because it's got bits of track that magnetise the car. Yeah, which is sort of how the old wooden style. Well, like, it didn't really magnetise; it was just like very high grip, so you could drive virtually up flat surfaces, but not really. But yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, this is pretty much like gravity-defying yeah. style. When, when you're on the rollercoaster-looking track, like, that's why. That's why I, why I think people don't remember that about Trackmania is like because the modern Trackmania is about going really fast and doing crazy stunts. Whereas in the old Trackmania, it was more like almost a puzzle game, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you had to very precisely drive around this series of awkward bits of track, right? Yeah, it's not that anymore. Yeah, it's not been. Yeah, I. I, I I do vaguely. Wasn't there sort of like there wasn't the original Trackmania actually have a literal puzzle element where you had to build tracks yeah, you had between actual, two points? You had a certain number of parts, like you yeah. could machine almost. Yeah, yeah, they've definitely gone a lot, come a lot, you know, um, gone a long way off that original idea. It's yeah. just, it's just now there's two hundred tracks, like short little tracks in there, and some multi-lap things, and a time to beat. Yeah, I mean that's and, definitely and, what and, it was in the last couple. And and that's the game in yeah. its entirety, and, uh, and then they rely on people to make their own levels and put them on servers. Yeah, I did dip into the online to see what was going on there to see if there was much. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the only server running was the giant bomb one. In fact, well, no, there, that doesn't seem to be there. <laughs> oh. Um, or at least I couldn't see it. Maybe that's because it's regional mm. or something like that. Because um, it does the nation, the track mania thing of like being quite 
like, oh, pick exactly where you are. We'll rank you to your exact location. So you'd be like, I'm the number one person in England because I'm literally the only person playing it. <laughs> yeah. It's a... Uh, so, yeah, so like, well, I did manage to find some games running, but they're like, even though this... Like, they, so in, in fair play to them, they have at least allowed it so they're not, the, the servers can support up to 100 players. Yeah. Basically, found a game with like three people in, and there were there were quite a few running with players in, but they only like had like two or three people in. It's like there was never a big game running anymore because the game's old, I guess. Yeah, but they tried. I'll give them credit for that. Um, maybe it was bigger when it launched. I don't know. Um, and also, like all the stuff I've seen so far has never been created stuff. It's always been just running on Nadio hmm. tracks. No, that's weird. Stuff in the game. Um, I've not I've not yet come across a server that's running custom stuff. Um, I haven't spent too much time of it on that front, but I I guess it's just seen as dead, right? Yeah, maybe just, that's just that. Maybe that's why. Because I guess Nations was the peak of like the community server stuff. Yeah, where it was at its m- most mad. Yeah, where they got really fancy with their <laughs> ideas for tracks. Yeah, it was really cool at that point. Uh, this doesn't quite capture that that lightning in the bottle. Um, and it's uh, I don't know. It's got it's full of weird decisions. Like in some respects, it's like I don't think the styling's too bad. Like they do the sort of like all of everything looks a bit like pit boards and things like that. You know, the sort of black plastic with holes in it and mm. stuff like that, which isn't too bad a look. Looks okay. That kind of NASCAR look, I suppose. <laughs> um, mm. uh, but yeah, as I say, the NASCARs drive drive all right. But those valley cars, they're just atrocious to actually just handle. It just doesn't feel right at all, um, and it's a real it's a real fight to get through some of those stages. Like some of the physics just feels. I mean, yeah, it's a physicsy sort of game, and so some of it just occasionally feels very, very off. Like it's not they're not trying to be realistic because, mm. of course, not. It's track mania. No, yeah, it's like as soon um, as you're not touching the track, it just goes completely nuts. There's next to no gravity, <laughs> and they know it. <laughs> it's like um, they, they're just they're just rolling. With it. It's like. It's weird. It feels like there are physics, but like as if all of the cars were like an inch long. Mm. Like the physics of a super miniaturized, which would explain the low gravity, which would explain the weird way yeah. the grip works and stuff. Because it's like all that. like matchbox cars. Yeah. yeah, but in a world that's also matchbox sized. Oh, sorry, Mike. I just mashed you. Um, uh, yeah, so it's, it, it, it's weird, but like it's just the twitchiness of the of the valley cars, and to some extent the lagoon cars as well on off road. They're just it's like, why did, do you think that was good? It's like, it's a bit like, do you remember when I've talked in the past about playing Vanishing Point on Dreamcast mm. and how it had weird sensitive handling and um, a good portion of my enjoyment with that game was getting to grips with how you have to kind of, like everything was a bit floaty and if you're too heavy-handed, you're going to be spinning and sliding everywhere. And it's about having a delicate touch um, on the analog stick. And it's like, this is also that, but not enjoyable it's like it's it's just it's it's too fast and too precise it requires you to be too fast and too precise mm. for you to for that to really feel any good like vanishing point wasn't a super fast driving game it was like a realistic speed driving game so there was you had time to correct mistakes and get out of a fishtail and things like this doesn't like if you make a mistake you're hitting a wall or you're flying off into the countryside mm. after a bad jump or something like that um and it can be really frustrating uh so that's odd 
Um, I think their decision about how they handle music is also quite weird because uh, so they have like a dynamic music system in play, uh, which is, sounds okay at first. In the so they have quite they've got like thirty odd music tracks in here, licensed tracks and stuff like that. So it shouldn't be too bad. Um, uh, and they all play different segments based on the speed you're carrying. So at the start of a race, you get like a very subdued, perhaps like um, low pass filter mm. version of like the beat or something. Yeah. And then as you get quicker and quicker, it intensifies. Right. But then when you hit you a bit of the track, it slows down. It's like it calms down again. That's cool. So there are these weird cuts of the songs. Like they're not like the, the actual. Oh, song. they're not. It's not like fading in, or it's just like is it? Is it like, well, it's like it's like cutting segments, or right. like I think the low pass Stems. is kind of like is done because they're doing that on a bit of track that isn't necessarily With an EQ. calm. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's like, but it's jumping around the tracks. So, like the next time you run a track, for instance, and you and you hear the same song, it's like it might start or play a different. It might play a different stem for it. It yeah. might play a different segment. Sure. Um, but because of that dynamic system, it doesn't play any music at all when you're stopped, and it also changes tracks every time you restart. Right. So you never hear any of the actual music properly. Because you're like resetting every ten seconds or something. After as soon as you make a mistake, you're like, right, I've got to restart and do it again. Mm. So you end up with this really disjointed experience of the like. like it might as well just be one song, as far as I'm concerned, that right. just occasionally does stuff. Because all you really hear is dum 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 rah ba 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 dum dum dum. Right, so all that yeah, fan- yeah. Is, isn't really—it's it's completely unnecessary. Right. Yeah, it's okay. it's like it's just odd. Like we've been better off just having the music playing, honestly. Or you could have done some stuff like you know jumping, do a high pass while you're in the air, and like the wipeout thing, right? Where or the yeah, ridge racer thing, where it goes, Whoa, and then you land and it comes back in. Yeah, which is um, cool. And um, this also plays into one of the other things that's super irritating about the game is they have these like this radio voiceover aesthetic when you're in the car that's like so you know three two one all comes over like a radio chatter and it comes from people in different languages which is kind of odd as well like, but i suppose that plays into the like track mania nations thing mm. so every now and then it's like the guy shouting three two one will be doing it in japanese instead or german or french and they, they, so it's jumping around the languages which is kind of okay that bit's fine but it's like they do that thing where, like, I suppose they, that's kind of bad in Hydro Thunder as well, where they're, they're, they're always talking about what you're doing on the track. <laughs> so if you're going fast or something, they're like, yeah, keep it up and stuff like that. And the moment you have any kind of mistake, they're like, what are you doing? Oh, that's annoying. But that also happens when you're traveling what the game thinks is slowly. So they'll be like, oh, you're driving so slow right now. And it's like, no, I'm on a track that actually I can't drive quickly. I have to go. I'm on this off-road bit where I'm drifting a lot, and it's not possible to drive quickly here. No, because otherwise, and the, and the game is constantly going. You're, I can't. I, I've never seen you drive so slow. And it's like, what are you doing? And it's like, no, I'm beating the gold target, you bastard. Shut up. And it's like, it's awful. That's really bad. Fortunately, there's the option to turn it all off. Good. <laughs> so I've done it's that pretty that you quickly. Have to, but yeah, just switch that shit off. It's just like, why? Why is that there? It's. There's one voice line in particular that's just like, most of the time it's like, what are you doing? Or get it together. Stay in focus. Keep, stay focused. <laughs> focus. Concentrate. 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 Um, but there's one where it just goes, 
Oh my god. <laughs> like as a disappointment. Uh, okay. So that's every now and then you're just talking around and he just goes, Oh my, <laughs> my god. god. You're like What the hell? I have to turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a shame, because actually, like, I don't know, other than the the slight handling weirdness, it's like it's okay. Hmm. I'm, I'm I'm kind of having a good time of it. I'm only like twenty percent of the way through it. I've done forty of the two hundred challenges. But I'll probably plug away at it still because it's kind. Of, it, it's all right. It's Trackmania, but it's Trackmania. It's, it's just hmm. they, they clearly didn't think a lot of this through, or they didn't play. Do you think it there's enough. yeah? What's going to happen with Trackmania? Are they going to fix these oh, things? Well, we the ma- Mania's probably dead, right? Mania's, what Nadia doing yeah, right now? Much. Like Mania's the main killed it with that one. Mania Planet didn't go anywhere. Right, and yeah. <laughs> all the planets because they shoot had Mania, shoot Mania, shoot yeah. Mania. Was there a, did like Quest, Quest Mania never came out? Quest Mania never happened, right? Okay, <laughs> uh, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> All right, so Zach, yeah, Zach's trying to pick out. Like, <laughs> yeah, to, you remember that now? I do remember like original Track Mania, yeah, just from how that looks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I I remember playing quite a bit of that. How do I not remember this? Yeah, exactly. The wooden tracks in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there was that. Uh, what else have I been doing? Played a bit more Tetris 99, because it's there. And Tetris, I want, want to use my Switch Online account a bit. <laughs> um, but I went back and I went into the NES library on that thing just to check in and see what's going on. And it's like, there's not a lot I want to play there. Right. Really. Um, I tried playing Wrecking Crew. It's not a game I really want to play. It's more of a puzzler. It's a weird sort of arcade structured puzzler which is odd like, like mm. I should just be able to replay levels and you sort of can I guess like has like a level select like ice climber and stuff does where it's like skip to this point and just go if you're not worried about score or anything like that you can play from a certain point mm. but it's like it's it's one of those games where like if you screw it up like there's no way you can win a level like if you do the wrong thing you can end up in a in just a straight lose scenario and it's like and that's it I suppose they hadn't thought to structure it like a puzzle game, and it's more structured like an arcade game, which is odd. Um, yeah, so I probably won't play that. Um, I played City Connection, which is sort of a weird platformer where you're, but you're a car. Okay. So you have to be moving the entire time, and you can you can move left and right and jump. Um, and the idea is to cover all of the ground with your car, so you make it. Oh, so I you, see. So painted, you, yeah. The so you've painted the whole floor, um, but the level like wraps and stuff right, like that. So you can go back um, around. Which I'm pretty sure we played a game, we, or we had a game like that on Zach's Atari back in the day <laughs> that was way better than this. Oh wow! Um, didn't get it was like cartoon. You were like a cartoony red beetle or something in that Atari one that we can't remember the name of. And you, there was like a tight you took too long devil that chased you at some point um which is classic yeah. <laughs> um i mean it kind of animates really poorly and it's uh like you know the way the platforms move is very janky mm. um probably because of nes limitations um but that's this really odd the, the odd thing about that game is that like it, i think it tries to stop you from just turning around and turning around and turning around on the spot by making it so, or you know, fairly near the spot. By making yeah. it so, like on bits of ground you've covered, if you double back on yourself, there will be a mouse there, okay, like a giant ass mouse just in the middle. And if you hit it, you lose a life. Oh. You don't just lose a life in the normal way. If for some reason it goes and then you're back in the game, and then you put your life down. 
Okay. Like, so it's like a weird sequence. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why is that here? Are you making a big deal of like, 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 it's a, you lost a life, but hooray, you ran over a giant mouse. <laughs> weird. It's weird. Uh, yeah, and it wasn't a lie else. Oh, I played the, like, what, is it one of the Dr. Mario save states where it puts you on the last level of the game so I could see the end sequence, actually, because that's all that's there for. <laughs> to see the end sequence? Yeah. They'd be like, oh, oh, the, the viruses are aliens and they get beamed up into a spaceship at the end. And the Kremlin turns into a rocket ship. <laughs> different game, different game. <laughs> Not really, though. Well, it's kind of... Might as well be the exact same sequence. Yeah, space. Uh, yeah, so I did that. Um, I've played a tiny bit more Sonic Forces. Yeah, I noticed some achievements popped up. Yep. And I was like, oh, great. To see what actually... There, there are more levels we haven't unlocked. Well, we kind of think there were a few. But I need to, they're, they're tied to the red rings, as, as, as we also found out. Otherwise, we also knew, and we didn't get many of them. No. <laughs> so there's quite a lot of that, probably more to play if I wanted to. But they're not real levels. No. Uh, I, mean, I'm, I, I mean, I had an okay time revisiting it, but I'm only playing like the early levels at the moment to try and get through things. Mm. Uh, but it's, it, I don't know. It's just, there is, they're just so uninspired. Everything about that game just is uninspired. Like the, uh, but I kind of, as I was saying, I said during the video series, I kind of dig the avatar music. It's all right. <laughs> I mean, I guess not very audible while you're playing the game. <laughs> no, because of all the bloody radio play that's going on. I never forget. I wish I could turn that off when I'm replaying the stages. Well, apparently you can play a shadow that turns it off forever. Yeah, only on the Sonic levels, though. Yeah, on those levels. <laughs> Yeah, I did that. And I went back to Two Point Hospital as well. Oh, yeah. Um, trying to get through the level that was taking me forever because I couldn't get anyone with cubism to get cured. Cubism? Yeah, you can suffer from cubism. <laughs> you become all abstract, all abstract and walk all weird. Yeah. And you have to go to the recovery room to, <laughs> to, to get your round edges put back on. Um, it's been good. Um, <laughs> did you actually... Solve your financial problems. In yes, the in the end, in the end, I turned it around, and I've got loads of money. Like it just sort of happened. <laughs> oh, okay. I, so you didn't even. Really, did, we, did, really, we talked about all those theoretical ideas you could have done, but you didn't need to do it. I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't really do anything. Like I just sort of. Uh, I think I deleted a couple of rooms that weren't being used all that much, and got a huge lump of cash from that. Yeah, and then I was kind of okay. <laughs> I built them again now. Yeah. Because I haven't got, you got, I haven't money got a problem. And then I've expanded quite a bit. And then eventually enough. I don't, again, I don't know quite. So what was going wrong mainly with me just getting that first star on that level and move, cause I'm nearly at two stars or like almost immediately after that, mm. um, was like, I don't, I don't know quite how, how it was going wrong, but I didn't have enough diagnosis skill somehow. Right. So people weren't getting people with cubism mm. weren't, quite getting enough diagnosis so that the treatment in the recovery machine didn't always work or because there, I don't know if you could really get the skill up in treatment, like just use doctors that had high treatment to run the recovery room yeah, or something like that. It's not really a thing. It's like the quality of diagnosis does result in the probability of cure. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, somehow we, I wasn't diagnosed, even though I could like, was constantly seeing people with cubism in my, uh, 
hospital. They just weren't being diagnosed well enough, so most of them were going away either uncured or dying. And it's... Uh, I don't know what changed. At one point, that changed, and I cured enough people. <laughs> uh, and now the next target is quite a lot easier to reach if I wanted to two-star that hospital. But I might just move on. But I think it, 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 you know, it, it took a long while to get to that point where it suddenly turned around. But the moment it did, it was just like, oh, all right, solved then. <laughs> We're back to the easy mode. Yeah. <laughs> sold! Uh, and that's pretty much everything I've been playing solo. Uh, but it's worth mentioning that Zach and I co-opted our way through um, Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, yeah. That game's a good time. It's good. That game's a good time. Even though we practically sped her on it, um, yeah, we, we we did. We cleared it in two and a half hours. Like <laughs> it didn't take long at all. I was ironically but, kept saying it was kind of a speed run, and then when we got to the scoreboard at the end, it's like, oh, we're thirty fifth in the world. <laughs> really? <laughs> because not actually many people have played it. Got off of course, yeah, but, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we apparently got quite a good time <laughs> in co op. Weird, but like, but that, yeah, as I say, most of the most of the speed runs in the real mode in the solo mode are ridiculous. Oh, insane! Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was weird, but yeah, it was, it was good fun. I had, a, I had a really good time playing it. So had you like, played it before? Oh, you'd obviously you played, played. I played Cape, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah, but I hadn't played this before. And this is a bit easier, right? This is a lot easier. Yeah, possibly to its detriment. Actually, I could have quite liked a bit more of a challenge at some points. Well, that's, like, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, and also you know the BPM never changing. Yeah, it is kind of the same order, but it's not. It doesn't really challenge you in terms of rhythm all that much. Um. But it looks really nice. I like its um, the the music is excellent, like the, and its takes on the Zelda themes and its sort of thing. Not enough sh- shopkeeper. No, he, disappointed by the he lack does of shopkeeper. Kind of just be silent for some parts of those songs. Yeah, he should be like involved in every note somehow. <laughs> He's got to be obvious. Uh, but yeah, no, that game's that game's really good. Like. I have the, I do have the reservation where unless you're the sort that is going to be running this repeatedly to try and to actually play it like a run game and get better and better times or be, or play for step count is the other thing, isn't it? Like yeah. do it in fewer beats. Mm. Um, I don't know if you'd really get your money's worth out of it. You know that kind of problem. It's like because we ran it in two and a half hours and a bit of me is just like, well, I wouldn't mind going back and doing it again. Like as some sort of, like, maybe we do hardcore mode next or something. And we didn't get everything um, either. And we, no, we, did, we didn't 100% it, for sure, because we, we were sort of just going to the end <laughs> as best we could. Yep. Um, so, I, I mean, while I don't mind revisiting it revisiting it a few times, if I was a solo player, I don't know, I found it, it's one of those games where I don't think I'd want to play it solo, I don't know. Mm. I, I enjoyed it a lot in co-op, because we could be a little bit more carefree and go up probably I don't know yeah they were it but then the tension of being like oh hey your partner has died you know Zach's right. dead I'm down to half a heart <laughs> like one wrong beat and I'm and dead that's it yeah and it's like the tension of that is pretty cool <laughs> I enjoyed that quite a bit especially when you then pull it off and you're like yes did it but the game's not really hard enough to like next time now I know I can do that like and go back into it and be yeah, but the game's not hard enough really. It make me worry too much. It's like I can probably pull it off. That's cool. Maybe it'll come though because they supported Crypt a little bit, didn't they? After launch, yeah, and, um, making it a bit adding stuff to it. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's been successful, so yeah, everyone likes it. Yeah, I mean, and 
hopefully this is another nod to Nintendo to be like, hey, let people do stuff with your franchises. Mm. Well, well, cool stuff can come out of it. I mean, this has, yeah. Yeah. Who's going to get F-Zero? <laughs> Who's going to get F-Zero? <laughs> Shinnan are busy. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Or maybe not any longer. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe they're, they're, done. they're nearly done with a tourist, yeah. <laughs> Tourist. Spelled mm. with a Y. Tourist. Uh, yeah, that's me. Kind of. Just a weird, like, I don't know what I don't know what I want to land on is the thing. I just not. It'll come. Yeah, I haven't actually got any ideas in my head of what I want to play. Yeah, the big of, next thing is, I, I, like, at one point in the earlier in the year, I was toiling with starting Fallout, <laughs> like Fallout Four or something, because I've got the Xbox version of that. Uh, but I've had too many people tell me that that's not the version to play. That I should do well, the Xbox version. Yeah, I've, especially on an old Xbox. Mm, yeah, yes. Um, like, like the, the on an X, it's way better. Probably. Just, just because of the. Raw clock speed doesn't like frame rate lock it too badly. Mm. Um, so you know, and also the PC version apparently is where it's at. <laughs> so, actually, yeah, every every Bethesda game when you could actually fix it, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, apply enough <laughs> patches to make it good. I'm sort of tempted to give the division a go. Hmm. Have you got that? Uh, yeah, I've got the original division, mm. not two, but the original one. Tempted to see what that's like. Look, come at come at it from like I wasn't in it from the start kind of point of view because it has changed quite a lot apparently since right. it launched in terms of how its systems worked, um, and that was all what ended up in Division Two pretty much. Mm. So uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what that's. I don't know. I'm kind of interested. It was it, like I played Division Two a bit at EGX last year before it came out, and it was um, it felt pretty good. Mm. So uh, it might might be worth checking that out. And I've had this urge for months now, and I've never quite found time to play it, but I could whip out the fight stick and play some fighting games or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done that. Cool. That's me. That's me. It's where I'm at right now. <laughs> Seg, where are you at? Mostly space, but some other stuff. You're mostly, mostly up space. in space. Um, the other stuff, or the one other thing that I couldn't even remember because space has been taking a lot of my time. Uh, I randomly played through Sonic Vader again. Oh, cool. <laughs> but without the DLC still. Oh, okay. But that, so, so that you was... did it in um, just yeah, traditional mode. Yeah, it's just regular. But that was weird, because there is quite a lot of stuff that has actually been changed, even in the base game. Oh, is there? Because <laughs> like... I've only played it with the DLC. Yeah, so you since... wouldn't have known. Yeah. But yeah, like I mean, the first thing is they've added all those scene transitions at the end of levels to make oh, it yeah, slightly yeah, yeah. more like to make it so there is any transition at all, even though a lot of them still aren't like really transitions. They're not really logical, but they're there. Yeah, where it's just like Sonic and Tails look off into the distance and then it faces the next level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's definitely one like that. They made they made they made some scene out of them though. Yeah, rather than just wandering off, rather than just going off the screen. Yeah. So there's that, but like the biggest thing is that they basically completely changed the Metal Sonic fight. Did they? Which was very strange. I don't remember that happening. Well, the first, like, so you, it it was, it always used to be in three parts, basically, mm. and it still is. The first part's basically the same, you just run. Right, yeah. 
The second part where you have to fight him in the room with the Silver Sonic. Yeah. That's made incredibly easy because now whenever you destroy the Silver Sonic, a projectile comes out that almost always hits Metal Sonic directly because it comes out on a precise diagonal line. Oh. And it's like, that that part of the boss's fight has been completely neutralized. Like, it's not not even slightly difficult now. Okay. Whereas before it was the thing that stumped people forever because you just had to do it like was, weird, like you had to hit him while he was spinning and it bounced him off the side of the room. In a, in a specific way, yeah. It was quite awkward in fairness. It wasn't one of the low points yeah. in fairness of the game and even then it's not that low. Yeah, but that has been completely nullified. <laughs> and then the third part is entirely different. Now, now Robotnik turns up hands off the Phantom Ruby to Metal Sonic and he turns into a giant stomping mech that, that follows you along the moving screen rather than him you hitting him and then falling into the spike wall like it used to be. Man, I must have seen that, but I just don't no. I have no, I have no recollection of that. I wonder if that happened after it the DLC. But yeah, he turns into a giant robot. It's sort of like the robot at the end of... Um, Sonic Free Knuckles. Right, like a bit like the the egg walker yeah, thing. The egg walker thing yeah. Where the platform is being disintegrated gradually yeah. as it walks along and it has like a chest laser. <laughs> right. It's basically exactly like that boss. <laughs> Apart uh, but just like that boss, it suffers from the exact same problem where you take your you have to dodge the attacks, take your opportunities to hit the hit zone, but if you hit the hit zone very slightly wrong, the f- physics momentum propels you directly into the death pit. <laughs> yep. It's exactly like that, boss, yeah, in yeah, every yeah. way. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but I thought that was quite weird. It was just like, this is entirely different. Huh. And the hard part has been moved to stage three instead of stage two. <laughs> well, I suppose there's a bit of logic there, but yeah. yeah. I guess. And I got all the Chaos Emeralds again, so I did the last boss again. And that hasn't changed. It still sucks. <laughs> God damn that last boss. I can't remember. What was it? Was it again? You're supersonic. You're flying around oh, fighting yeah. the, yeah, the egg is. robo and Robotnik alternating. Yeah. And you have is. the entirely pointless dash attack that absor- that just uses all your rings up so you just die. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. That is bad. That would have been a flop for something to change if they had wanted to. But yeah. Sonic Mania. Finish that up. And then just just to see it again, sort of like that, the real ending where you get all those chaos emeralds and the not the not death egg but sort of tiny planet explodes, implodes, turns into a sonic shaped explosion, mm. and then you kind of that's where you it's sort of implied you get warped into sonic forces. Yeah, because Sonic and the Ruby both go through this mysterious portal. <laughs> yeah, and somehow Eggman uses it to make infinite instead yeah. of whatever he was doing in this one. Yeah. <laughs> making the robos weird except that's kind of ju- that just happened that wasn't even re- what Robotnik was trying to do maybe they should patch that out <laughs> or or maybe they'll use it in Sonic Mania 2 and just pretend forces doesn't happen yeah it, it'll just be like Sonic will come out of a portal and it'll be implied that he was in that was where he was in the Sonic Forces universe because he has to come back out of the Sonic Forces universe at the end of Sonic Forces true so it's just like he comes out of the portal again it's like don't worry about what happened in there <laughs> Yeah, nothing, nothing. <laughs> well, Sonic can't talk anyway, so no, it's fine. Exactly. No one will ever know. <laughs> That's the horror I've seen. Keeping stum <laughs> or mum. So there was that. Went through that again. Awesome. I still haven't got round to doing Knuckles and Knuckles. Now that you can have that as an actual save file. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> it's a game option that you can trigger. It used to be restricted to the non-save mode. Yeah. Like yeah you okay. had to do it in one shot, but now you can do it on any save file. 
that there's just like the and knuckles toggle. So if you're playing Sonic, you get Sonic and Knuckles, where he follows you around like Tails. But then if you're playing as Knuckles, you can turn that on and just have Knuckles and Knuckles. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. I think it I'm, doesn't stop you from doing it. Yeah. I think I think I messed with it, and then when it was in the non-save mode, and I think I ended up playing through most of the game anyway, yeah. <laughs> just just because that's what happens when I but play Sonic. There's a secret ending. That's the thing. Oh, with, what if you play Knuckles and Knuckles? If you play Knuckles and Knuckles, there's a different end sequence. Oh, maybe I'll have to do that. Then. Any excuse to go back to that game? Yep. That's, that's that's fine with me. I can continue not playing anything important. So there's that. And then, apart from that, I just continue to play options not included in my increasingly sort of low frame rate save file. Mm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not, like... It hasn't really gotten more worse recently, which sort of implies certain things about what might be the sort of main thing that's draining the frame rate. Right. Probably the pathfinding of the duplicates, I would assume, is the main problem. But it might also be, like... I'm sure I said this one of the other times I played it back in the pre-release, but it might be like the number of items on the map. Sure, because yeah. every item is effectively having to do constant temperature calculations, comparing its local environment and shifting temperature around. Yeah. So the number of items might be a problem, which is an- another thing that I'm sure I said before is the problem with space, where just like more shit is constantly landing on your asteroid, accumulating. And it's just like, that's just more and more items are just piling up up there. And I've got like 2,000 tons of regolith off the top of the asteroid. I'm like, maybe I should think about getting rid of that somehow. Except there's not really any way to get rid of stuff, which is the problem. It's not like you can't just make a cannon. It's not like Dwarf Fortress with the Dwarven Atom Smasher where you can just vaporize things. (laughs) The one thing you can do with regolith is feed it to a special creature that lives on the top of the asteroid because it eats the regolith and then poops the regolith back out but oh, yeah, it, yeah, it poops yeah. out like 50% as much as it eats Right. Yeah. so theoretically you can gradually whittle away that huge but even then I've got like 2,000 tons that will last goddamn forever unless I go like super hardcore on breeding a million of those animals hmm. which then has its own pathfinding cost of course you avoid well yeah I mean there's no there's no helpful way to get rid of stuff. Like, you can't even chuck it in a volcano because then it just turns into magma. <laughs> then you just have a shit ton of magma. <laughs> I mean, space. Surely that's the solution. Fire it into space. Yeah. There's no. I guess there is no way to, like, load stuff into a rocket except for fuel, obviously. Space <laughs> Can't fire stuff outwards. You need, be... a, you need a Futurama garbage cannon. Yeah. That you can miss the big fire button with your finger. Yep, and say whoops. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been continuing with my main base mainly, apart from I did eventually upload that video. <laughs> oh yeah. Eventually. And and the secret other video. <laughs> but I've mainly been playing my main base, which is now at cycle a thousand. So I've got I've finished one of the main goals, now that there are main goals that got oh, introduced okay. with the launch patch. Right. There's like the colonization goal, which is like build this huge fancy statue, which is basically collect a shit ton of resources to build this huge fancy statue. Right. <laughs> so I've done that part. That's easy. But then the the real ending of reaching the temporal tear way away in space, which then triggers some kind of end sequence apparently. Mm. That's just space missions and Space missions take a fucking long time in right. this game. Like even what, the... longer than everything else you're doing. Well, which is already ki- a long time, kind of, because like even the closest range mission takes like four days in game days, for like four days there and back. 
And then like every step further out you go is like two more days on top of that. Hmm. And the trouble is that like I'm sort of at the point in this base where space missions is kind of the only thing that I'm actively doing. So when I've launched the space missions and I'm just sort of waiting for them to come back, it's like, how am I going to spend this time? Like what 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 projects can I come up with to do while I'm really just waiting for space missions to complete? Build more space missions? Well, I did build a second rocket, but then that sort of I guess that it does become a problem for me in terms of like resources, like actual fuel and mm. stuff. And theoretically I do still have to get teched up to do the third tier of rocket engines, like the most complicated one, which involves liquid oxygen and liquid hydrogen, which means really low temperature stuff. So I have to like mm. build a but the trouble with that is, in order to do that, I kind of have to get a certain amount of space materials, which allow you to build things like the super insulation that will allow you to contain that kind of super low temperature more efficiently, and like the super coolant that will let you transfer heat much faster. You can only get that by collecting resources from space missions, so I still have to be doing these like shorter range space missions to mm. build up towards getting the bigger rocket and then I could do the longer range space missions to eventually make it all the way out to the temporal tear. And it's just like there's a lot of sort of waiting. So, you know, I'm like, what projects could I come up with? Currently my main projects have been related to the large number of volcanoes on this map. And there was the one at my, the bottom of my base that leaked a bunch of heat out at the start of the game, which I kind of sealed off with insulated tiles. And I was like, maybe I can finally clean clean this up. So I started that process of like sticking steam engines on top of it and gradually drawing the heat out and then mining it down towards where the actual volcano is. And then there was another volcano beneath my launch um, like rocket silo where it was just like, that's kind of in the way. Let's see if we can do something about that. So then I stuck another steam engine on the side of that and started drawing power out of there. And then there was another volcano that was way up near where my sort of airlock to space was. And I was like, that volcano is one of the ones that, was like covered over from the start of the map so it never erupted so it wasn't hot so i was like okay i can interact with that volcano by building stuff around it immediately mm. and it's also dormant right now so i was like oh perfect time to get in there and build a actual fully contained power plant thing around it so i came up with a design and built that but then i've still got like another 16 days until that starts erupting again right and then we'll see whether i was successful in my design although i already tested that design in sandbox so it should work it should be yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of really long space missions where you're like, I, what else can I do in the meantime? Because my base is sort of quite stable. There's no like immediate problems. Right. It's like theoretically, I'm going to run out of dirt eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but I've still got like 200 tons, and I, there's still quite a lot of map that I haven't mined out, I guess. So I could theoretically get quite a lot more. And water isn't a problem. The rocket fuel is the one thing that I made. Well, actually, I say that, but I've still got a ton of oil sitting around at the bottom of the map, and all the way critters that are just consuming the carbon dioxide and pooping out even more oil. <laughs> and if I ever wanted to, I could tap an oil well by pumping water water into it and just get even more oil. Hmm. So it's like theoretically, oil even oil isn't really a problem. So, is there much? to the game when you run out of resources, then, or do you have to just be on another asteroid? Or? Well, I mean, the trick to it is like that in for most of the. Well, I, I I guess I don't exactly know, but for like I would say probably everything in the game, there is like a way to get it infinitely in theory. Mm. Like if you want, like for dirt, after you've mined out all the dirt on your asteroid, it's like well, you can if you have say polluted water, 
you can evaporate that and it leaves dirt behind or you can run it for a treatment plant and then that makes polluted dirt out of sand and then you can put that polluted dirt into a compost and that will turn it into normal dirt and then you can use that dirt mm. so it's like there are and then obviously the geezers on the map that produce infinite resources are where that comes from so at a certain point you're like how can i infinitely create a thing that i need out of whatever geysers i have sitting around so if you if you have a geyser that happens to make polluted water that is theoretically infinite dirt <laughs> assuming you can manage how to process that water into dirt but yeah so theoretically there is sort of a every resource should have a way to sustain infinitely and some resources you don't technically even need at a certain point like i only i'm only using dirt because i'm basically growing my main food plant in dirt but i could quite easily shift over to a plant that only grows in just water or just slime mm. so i could theoretically not even use that much dirt but since I've got so much fucking dirt lying around, I'm just like, I'll just keep growing those plants. I don't even need to worry about it for quite a lot longer. Filthy, filthy dirt. Yep, just a bunch of dirt. So yeah, that's continuing to be that game. And I'm very tempted to play other save files, but I'm like, no, I just need to concentrate on this one save file, get to the actual ending for once. <laughs> See the ending for real. Get, and, like, actually build the third tier of rocket that I've never actually built. Get done. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely not running well <laughs> on my machine. Just thought I could support something I could play. Did I've you? mentioned this before. But I'm probably going to pick up a bit of Game Pass to play Gears 5. Yeah. Mm. You know what else is on, on Game Pass? What? Crackdown 3. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Crackdown 3 time. Get a game of 2019 on, on the list. <laughs> Because <laughs> we ain't got many. We ain't got many. Game of the Year is going to be a bit dull this year. <laughs> That's what we say every year. Yeah. yeah. Or it's going to be a very heated battle between average games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not a big year, is it? No. Uh, but, I mean, I guess we've got the release season coming up, but it doesn't seem like as much. I mean, we should be in release season, right? Madden happened. Yeah, I guess. The maddening has occurred. Did it happen? Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah, I'm thinking about FIFA. Yeah, FIFA's not out yet. Yeah. FIFA 20. Yeah. And that's a podcast. Yep, I yeah, guess that I think that's a podcast. <laughs> Got any videos coming up, guys? Uh, Euphoria went up today. Yeah, check that out. I'm a week behind. And... Yeah, and I uploaded the Oxygen Not Included video like ah, Thursday. Yes, you did. Yes, did. Yeah, cool. I saw that go up. Check those ones out. After we worked out what our password is. Yep. Uh... <laughs> Managed to get back into the account. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> and um, yeah, so check out, check those out. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another Salacast. Yeah. Bye. Yeah.